This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Friday, August 31st. This is episode 217. I am Dan Ellis. How the hell are you guys? Doing fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's good to be in here with you two dumbasses again. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but for real, I missed you guys. I did. I missed I've been being here. you guys. And I'm the dumbass because I fucking moved all week, <laughs> which we'll get to, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Well, what, what's been going on with you guys lately you've, that you've not been in studio? I was up in McCall, Idaho filming last week. McCall? Yeah. Where, what part of Idaho is that? In northern Idaho. Oh, really? Like way north. Up in the little panhandle-ish area? Very close. Yeah, where exactly? Because I don't McCall of either. Utah. You don't McCall? I don't McCall uh, where that is exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's about it's about 100 miles north of Boise. Mm. What were you doing up there? Filming. What? Uh, trailer for horns. Yeah, uh, you know it. <laughs> no, no trailer for what? Just a, a trailer for a film that they're trying to get fully funded. Uh huh. So we were just up there filming for a few days. Is it about baby Jesus? No. Uh, what's the film about? Uh, disabled people. Oh, I see. Yeah. And so it's I haven't just, read the full script. So you weren't it, filming the actual movie, just a trailer for the movie? It's a trailer. Movie? So it's just taking parts of the guy's full script and they chose certain scenes that they could show the idea of the film through. So, Oh, and so to increase awareness and get funding to, to get, get funding the, so that to way get they, the rest of the film made. Yes. Yeah, so that way they can take that, send it off with the script and their plan and their budget and everything and say, Hey, this is what we're doing. This is kind of a visual of like what we're aiming for and all that mm. kind of stuff uh-huh. to get people to to pitch money and to help fund the film. Was this something you ran into through Mascot Miracles stuff? No, no, this no? is completely different. So uh, there's a woman up in Idaho by the name of Katrine McGregor, who mm-hmm. used to live here in Salt Lake, who mm-hmm. does a lot of casting and that kind of stuff. And I met her, what, almost four years ago now when mm-hmm. I did that music video with Air Supply. Oh, right. I remember that. Yeah. And uh, she was that one. That was a long time that ago. That was. So she, whenever I'd go up to Idaho and stuff, she's always one giving me a phone call saying, Hey, you want to come up to Idaho? We got a project, you know, I'll pay you. Hmm. So cool. Yeah. And we, we stayed at a billionaire's cabin. Uh huh. It's more like a fucking giant estate on the lake. Uh huh. Their own private beach. And well, that sounds like it sucked totally. It did suck. I mean, <laughs> I were getting served wine, all the catered food, just snacks. I mean, it was horrible. Was it better than pizza and beer that you get here? Yeah. Fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. Uh, and you all went well. And yeah. Yeah. It went good. I, I think I might have been hallucinating when I got back home. What? Well, I'd been up. I got up at five in the morning to start huh. my day mm-hmm. on Sunday. And I left there. Five in the morning on a Sunday? We're, we're, we're working. Yeah. And then on the uh, Lord's Day, yeah, he's working on the day of the Lord. We were hoping since it was Lord's Day, the lake would be less full of boats, but we was fucking wrong. All mm-hmm. those sinners out there cruising in their speedboats, yeah. doing drugs and drinking beer. 
Mm-mm. Showing off their shoulders and yeah, stuff. Playing with their <laughs> nannies. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so I left there at like 4.30 in the afternoon, didn't get home till about 11 o'clock at night, and I went to go pee, and I was like, wow, the toilet's moving, the wall's moving, the shower's moving, but they're all moving in different directions. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel really high right now. I should probably go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> So you're up from, what did you say, 5 or 5.30? Uh, I got up about 5 in the morning, Yeah, had breakfast, set up the equipment, and then we filmed. And they actually cut me loose. My buddy said, tell my buddy, I'm like, dude, if you can cut me loose by like 4.30 at the latest. That would be rocking so that I can be then good. drive for seven, seven hours. fucking hours. So he cut me loose at 4.30, and I already had my bag. I woke up that morning, packed my clothes all up so I was be ready to go. And Did you drive the vet up there? Or did I, you take I did. Your, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were you were you uh doing some time travel on the way home or no uh, no because it was darker out so in some of those roads you got a lot of the animals on the sides of them hmm. so i actually slowed down quite a bit and you're in a fiberglass rocket R- yeah uh, that if i hit an animal at that speed he'd i would i would hit its ankles and just <laughs> and then just destroy the car yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. and i actually did pass deer on the road so i'm like oh good thing i've been watching <laughs> Good thing it didn't decide to step out onto the road yeah. last second. Yeah. Yeah. Where the speed limit's 80 miles an hour. Uh huh. And so were you doing 80? No, like, I was I doing like, do... I, when, I, when it was getting dark and there was some of those like blind corners where I couldn't tell there were animals out there, I was doing like 70. Oh, yeah. Which... Yeah. Like I do, like this, if the speed limit is 70, I'm doing 79. If it's 75, I'm doing 84. Yeah, I, I, I always do like nine miles over the speed limit. I may have time traveled a little bit on the way up. Yeah. Because it was daylight. And well, that's fresh. just my regular. That's my regular oh, yeah. driving oh, speed. Yeah. And then if I'm time traveling, it's just I'm gonna go I as fast as I can without running into people. Yeah, yeah. And was, did you notice that the drivers in Idaho were terrible? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that that hundred miles from Boise to McCall, mm-hmm. most of it was on a mountain road, mm-hmm. and the speed limit was sixty five. The only issue is people only wanted to do fifty. Maybe I'll the left lane. Two lane road. There is no, so you got to follow behind them and it's all winding and weaving so you can't pass them. It's like, motherfucker. You're just gripping your steering wheel, screaming and, yeah. at them. And every two miles, there's a thing that says, pull over for faster traffic. Nobody used them. <laughs> Not one fucking, I probably, if they would have been a little longer, I might have tried to use it to get around well, them. Well, I'm but. just here to keep people safe and they shouldn't be going uh, that fast anyhow. Well, it got to the point where there had to have been about a good mile to two mile long stack of cars behind one guy doing that. Because as far in front of me as I could see, I mm-hmm. had cars. As far behind me as I could see, I had fucking cars. And anybody that passes him is just laying on their horn and giving him the bird. Well, you could. You fucker. Unless you're the guy right behind him. It's pretty much impossible to pass the guy. Ugh. Dude, give him a little nudge. Just push him off the side. If, it was, if I was in a truck, I would have. Maybe if you still had the Hummer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have been more intimidating. But then I can't take those corners as fast. Uh, anything else? Uh, that's about it. I mean, oh, how, well, how did the funeral go? It went good. Uh, there were a lot of people at that. Uh, the one... For the wildland firefighter, the one for the guy for, from Hills Wednesday, mm. they, he, they, his body just got back uh, today. Oh, uh, but it went. It was it was pretty pretty cool. It was pretty neat. Uh, as far as funerals go, yeah. As far as funerals time. goes, yeah. with I mean, yeah, as, as much fun as you can have at a funeral, which is zero. Yeah. Uh, I always like the bagpipes. Fun is like were, the root word of funeral, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It is <laughs> <laughs> funeral. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's pretty cool. I didn't know the guy personally, never met the guy. 
but hearing all the stories, I'm like, he seemed like he was a pretty stand up dude. Yeah. So hmm. pretty swell fella. Yeah. Hmm. And you, That's sir. probably just the bloating. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, he got crushed. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well. Ugh, no. <laughs> Not going to touch it. What, what, what have you been doing? Oh, I've been driving a lot as well. Um, so next, no, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So there's a big old project. Basically I'll try to fly through it cause nobody gives a shit, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my sister and I and Brandon decided, well, not decided it's been a while coming, but like my mom's failing health and, uh, my parents being pretty much isolated way the fuck out there sort of had no other end than well it did had one other end uh, besides moving here to be closer to us mm. in um, the land of mini cokes right mm. uh small small cokes small cokes mm-hmm. uh, that's right if i say mini it gives it away yeah small cokes uh so my sister yeah so my sister and i and brandon went up to uh their place basically to just spend a full seven days packing all of their shit and into a trailer. Like my dad has a a storage unit up there full of stuff and they, the house that they were in. So did you get like a semi trailer? No, because he was going to have to make a lot of decisions about what he would be able to bring with him. Okay. You know, so it's a 14 foot seven. I think it's seven feet tall, maybe covered. That had to be fun to drive back. trailer. Yeah. I'll get to that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it wasn't even a U-Haul. Like you, you just mm-hmm. had a flatbed trailer. Or, well, it's, it's covered. Sides. Yeah, it's yeah. sides and covered. It's yeah. like one of the ones that like is pointed in the front. Like a big uh, toy haul. Right, right. It's a big pace trailer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, obviously, it's kind of a condensed time frame. So immediately, like Beth and I had already like had discussions about how we were going to plan it out, and I'd been in, talking to my dad regularly for. I don't know, the last six or seven months, you know, every week we, I'd call him at a certain, on a certain day and we'd just go over plans and try to, you know, work toward getting ready to go. So the first day, uh, basically I just sent, uh, Beth to the house and we did like a quick, I don't know, uh, check. Fuck. What's the word? Uh, inspection. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Yeah. Just to decide what, what kind of time frame we were looking at yeah. for the house. And, mm-hmm. um, and then as soon as we could, we just got the trailer over to the storage unit and started putting all that stuff in because that would be the l- stuff that he would need the least. So we'd pack that up in the front or whatever. Problem with that is <laughs> I sort of assumed that there would be enough like bulkier, heavier stuff in the house to counterbalance oh, yeah. the tongue weight on the other side of the axle from the trailer. The thing is my dad's storage unit is full of like fucking like workout old equipment. wooden trunks filled with like antique tools and shit. Oh shit. So all the heaviest shit. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. should be closer to the axle. Right. Yeah. Well, so we, we ended up packing that and then got to the house and pa- And I started noticing though, like toward when we were getting close to the end of packing the house that, whatever tr- like trunks that were still ac- accessible i just started sliding those back more and more as we were going along and so <laughs> to try to help with that but it didn't work entirely i thought it was probably going to be okay but then we finally got all that done and then the morning we're going to go to leave i start 
uh, dropping the, the trailer jack onto my dad and my dad has a Tahoe. So he went, so I'm dropping it onto the ball and both of them just keep fucking dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. I just keep cranking and I'm like, the post isn't going up. Yeah, exactly. Things start going. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. And so like, I keep, keep going down and I'm like, I stop when the bottom of the ball has about an inch or an inch and a quarter of clearance. And I'm like, well, we have a problem. (laughs) My dad's like, what? The jack won't go up. And I'm like, no, it'll, I mean, it'll go up, but that's all the clearance we're going to have right there. And so we're thinking about what to do and all this front tires are just barely touching the ground. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm like, there's no fucking way I can pull all that stuff out and reorganize this. Like, like I, I, we literally have three days to get back because I have to work. Right. So, um, plus Beth has a flight. She's going to fly back and she was leaving on that day, which means we had to get her to Fargo to fly out. So we had to be on the road anyway. So, it, it just, it, it was one of those hitches that comes, it like comes out and then like does a little drop like this and then like, just like a little swoop drop like and then the ball just sits thing. on top of that. Oh, okay. And I'm like, well, fuck, what if we can flip that over so that it, instead of drops, it, it rises yeah. and then we can have the ball up on top of that. And, uh, so we've kind of figured that's probably our best quickest option if it's going to work. So we run over to the hardware store and get a guy to turn that over for us. And come back, and we ended up with exactly about four inches of clearance, and we're like, "Fuck it, let's go." So, which, you know, and and it's this still, is obviously safe. It still had so much more tongue weight than is any, and I'm sure the trailer was overweight too, like way over, yeah. oh, more than it would, and more than the tow capacity of the Tahoe. So all of that stuff was awesome, and it like it's not really a trip. It's a, uh, it's it's the kind of trailer like when you look at it, you're like. Well, we're only going a couple blocks. It'll be fine. It's that kind yeah, of a trailer. But you got to drive not over the continental divide the country, of the yeah. Rockies. A couple of them. Yeah, yeah. it's not a 1,300-mile from the from the <laughs> prairies over the Rockies kind of drive. Um, And you'd be goddamn surprised how many fucking bridges there are on the – like oh. those little <laughs> tiny little bridges that let water under the freeway and stuff. Yeah. And every time you hit them, they're like boop, 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 uh-huh. boop, boop, boop. those things. Uh-huh. They're there are a fucking ton of those because it, <laughs> it, it, you got no suspension left. Well, and it was killing my nerves because we'd be driving. I know how much clearance oh. we have. And I'm like, fuck, if one of those, if that thing clips ever oh, yeah. on some little bump, that's just a little higher than trailers normal, coming off. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like Did you have chains and everything. Yeah, we had chains yeah. and all that. And trailer, a, a rock in the road that just is taller than four inches. Right. That wedges itself. Yeah. <laughs> trailer breaks. Did you have sway bars or anything? I don't know. Well, it's well, the, it's would, the, you would know. Yeah. Okay. So I'm no. guessing you didn't. So, yeah. But yeah, so, so every time there was like a, like a change, a shift in the road or like there was a couple of parts going down into Nebraska from South Dakota where they were doing construction on the lanes. And so it's like, you see that, yeah, you see that sign go by and it's like bump and you know, they've just cut like the whole concrete out. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, that's like a four inch drop probably. Right. Is that, what are those (laughs) And where you drop onto the dirt and stuff? And I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, well, that's fine going this way. But on the other side, it's a lip that's going back. And I'm like, oh shit. So it's one of those things where you just grab the wheel and you just kind of go, okay, no, we're good. We're we're good on that one. Trailer's still behind us. We're good. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah. So. We get to North Platte, Nebraska, and somehow we make it there. And uh, we do all our shit in the gas station, whatever we're doing, top it off. And and uh, we're about to switch. And I was going to drive for the first time. This was day one. So we we had like another hour or hour and a half to our stopover to our uh, hotel room night. Or so who, who drove the My first? My dad drove oh, okay. the first leg, yeah. 
So we have like an hour, hour and a half. So I, so I get in and I'm getting ready to pull out of the gas pump and we loop around the gas, the, um, tank, the fucking parking lot. And, uh, all of a sudden the, the trailer just like jerks and stops, totally stopped. I'm like, did I fucking hit a kid or what the hell's going on? So the, <laughs> we finally figure out the trailer brakes are just totally locking up and we're like, oh. well, that's. Not good. Yeah, that's not good. So we're, I'm like, I don't know anything about the how to wire a trailer brakes or anything. So I'm like, I'm like, shit, you know? And so just after like a minute or two, this guy just walks around. And he's like, you guys having trouble? And we're like, yeah. And so he starts fucking with a couple of things. He's like, I don't know. Let's pull this off over here and I'll call my buddy, Chris, and see if he's got anything going on. Well, they happen to work for a towing company and they just like, apparently I talked to the gal that worked at the gas station later to buy water well so chris comes over and he just starts getting to work just fucking busy but like total fucking <laughs> south dakota meth head just fucking gearhead guy just buzzing around all over it could be this you want to paint it you want me to paint it yeah i'll paint it so I'll paint it but i talked to the cashier and she just said that apparently these guys this guy sometimes just hangs out around here after work because his garage is right there and oh, okay. like if people fucking need break down or whatever and i'm like oh that's cool so he's just a good dude just a good guy yeah so anyway, this Chris guy kind of he finally figures it out it was like forty five minutes that the initial wiring job on the trailer brakes they ran an extra hot instead of grounding it, mm. and so that's why. It, but why it didn't freeze up before or like while we were driving, I'll never know. I mean, it just happened to be right then. <laughs> yeah, your dad like was just right when it. that guy right at the gas station that fucking guy hangs out at. So that was good. Huh. So he got a he got that back up and running and everything, and we made it to our hotel, whatever. And so then we drive the next day. Um, and then, um, my, my mom kind of had like a weird day where she was like kind of sleeping all day and slurring her speech and nobody could fucking understand her. Mm. And we're like, what the hell is this? And all that. We couldn't figure out what was going on. So my dad's like stressed out about it. And he, and so the, they kind of, we kind of decided that we were just going to drive straight through from there. Which means I'm going to drive straight through from mm. there <laughs> because Brandon's too young to drive that and my dad's too old to drive that whole night. So uh, anyway, yeah, so we just hopped on I-80 and we ended up making it the whole way and it was fine. It was all good. And so I'm just – I'm really only here tonight to tell everyone bye because there's a God clearly and uh, – <laughs> <laughs> Who was watching out for you mm -hmm. during your times of travel and stress. Right. He watches over the freeways. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was nerve-wracking. I'll bet, man. I just broke my pen. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been, I've been busy. Let's see. Went and saw David Cross. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a whole lot of fun after his little tweet where he had photoshopped, uh, LDS undergarments. Their, their special Jesus jammies mm -hmm. over. It was, it was a picture of a uh, frame of him from Arrested Development yeah. as Tobias wearing his, never nude jean shorts <laughs> that he was asking if they covered his thunder and they, they, they photoshopped LDS uh, garments over it. Well, I wouldn't even say it was really LDS gar garments. They just changed it to white. It didn't <laughs> and, even have the symbols or anything on it. Well, and Mormons lost their fucking minds. Oh, yeah. And that was the first thing he addressed when he took to the stage and the way he did it was awesome. Yeah. Maybe I'll include a little clip from that in the his, show his. here somewhere. Cause fuck it was, you. It was really good. Yeah. It was, uh, I liked it very much. Uh, did that. Went and saw the dermatologist earlier this week. And now it looks like I went hunting with Dick Cheney. 
Yeah, you got shot in the face. I, <laughs> I honestly didn't shot. even notice. I have, I have all of these spots on my forehead and the top of my head and one on my lip and a couple of my arms where she just used the – they have a little spray can. Of, like the uh, liquid nitrogen type yeah. stuff? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, she just went to town with that <laughs> thing, man. I, I was all blistered up that night uh, that I got home. And then she also took four moles off for biopsy. One on the back of my ear, one on my one on my cheek here, one right next to my testicle nether regions, <laughs> and one just below my butt cheek. Oh, and so like your leg? Yeah, yeah, like, oh, okay. like upper where the, where the, upper back thigh. Yeah, oh, okay. where, where the cheek fold is. Yeah, yeah, right there. <laughs> so it's awesome, you know, wearing anything that's that, constantly rubbing yeah. on there, and then the the one. Right, it's like upper thigh, right next to where my ball sack <laughs> Rests. touches on my thigh. <laughs> the where where when you get hot and it sticks to oh, your yeah. thigh, that's, oh, that's yeah, right where that is. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, that's awesome. And then I had she she was reviewing. So I go to the same dermatology place all the time, right? And I have to go in. I'm supposed to go in every six months because I've had several melanomas and, and several. Carcinomas and basal cell stuff going on and a bunch of precancerous lesions because I'm a fucking ginger and I spent way too much time in the sun when I was a kid. Um, so I go in every six months and then if they find something, then I have to go in every three months until they don't that's find all something. cleared up and, and yeah, until they don't find something. And then, uh, you know, so then I'll go in every three months and they'll take off two or three other moles that look suspect. And so this time she took four. And that was a whole lot of fun. And she was looking over my chart and saw that I had a melanoma on on my. She's on your, <laughs> she says your nuts. She says, so I see here that it says you had a melanoma on your genitals. And I said yes. And she said, well, when was that? And I said, oh shit, I think I was like eleven or twelve, maybe. Oh yeah. She says, oh really? That young? And I said, yeah. And she says, well, have you had anybody look at it recently? And I'm like. Not a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I saw it two weeks ago. She says, oh, well, you know, I should take a look and just make sure, you know, there's no growth coming back or anything and make sure it's okay. And I'm like, "Uh, okay. So got to show her, got to show her my bat wing. And then (laughs) and she's like, okay, well, now have you like inspected yourself really well? And I'm like, well, I look at my arms and my legs and front and, you know, what I can see in the mirror and everything. She's like, well, then I think I should probably see the other side as well. (laughs) So then I then I had to show her the other side of my sack. And she said, now I'll leave it up to you to decide. You can either go home. And check yourself with a mirror, but I want you to look at your scrotum and it's see a, if you have any moles normal? or anything on there. And also look at your buttocks <laughs> and spread them. And, and look if in. you see anything, you have to let me know when you come in next time and we'll take care of it. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that by myself. Thanks. And <laughs> I'll report back to you and let you know if I find anything. That'd be great. I, so well, what I really want you to do is to send her an email saying, I found one in, on my butt. Then send her another email says, whoops, sorry, I just didn't wipe good enough. I have the, <laughs> there's, there's oh. this thing right in the middle of the crack. It's <laughs> big and brown and looks like a starfish kind of. I'm, I'm thinking maybe that needs to come yeah. off of there. <laughs> it does not look right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a whole lot of fun. And I, I still, 
I've I keep going through pillowcases because of the oh. one on my ear. Oh, and then she froze a thing on my neck also, but so I keep bleeding and yeah, all over my pillowcase every night. Tracy's been loving that. It's been pretty cool. Um, let's see. Once saw David Cross did that. Uh, oh, at work. I think it was two episodes ago. We talked about maybe even three or f- a while ago. I mentioned that the new team I'm on, the, the boss had a biblical phrase oh, yeah, 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 as, yeah. as like a tagline in his email, uh, signature. And then I solicited our audience for some suggestions on fuck it. You know, if they're going to do that, then I might as well too to let other people know, you know, you don't have to be religious, blah, blah, blah. And I got a lot of great feedback. I got a couple people who suggested I should use a quote from Douglas Adams, the, you know, isn't it enough to look at the garden and see how beautiful it is without thinking there's fairies in it or whatever it is. Um, uh, got, I got a couple others. Shit, I can't remember what their suggestions were, but I got a bunch of different feedback on it. And I thought, oh, yeah, those are good. And I thought about maybe we'll set up a poll and see what I should use. But this week, actually on Wednesday, I received an email that is sent out to the leadership alias or group or whatever, of which I'm now a member since I got the promotion and am a program manager now. But it said it, and I don't know, like the timing of it just seems really (laughs) coincidental. And then, so in this email, it says, you know, we're sending this out to remind everybody that in your official email signature with the, with the service, Mm -hmm. you need to make sure that you don't include any personal quotes, any, anything like that. No. And, you know, no religious, uh, script, you know, no scriptural references, no religious quotes or anything like that it should just be your name your organization your contact information just basic work shit right keep your, your mom's personal, favorite position <laughs> keep yeah. your keep your personal stuff out of there because it is not in line with the internal revenue manual that's out there and it quoted the section and everything and so i thought oh well that's cool so i forwarded that section of the email to Too the rest damn. of my team <laughs> to the rest of my team and the next email I got from my boss, the the biblical scripture reference was stripped out of there. So nice. I don't know if somebody that I work with perhaps listens to the show. Well. And said, hey, yeah, maybe we should send out an email reminding people you're not supposed to do that. All they had to do was Google the new guy. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty easy to find on the Google. But. I mean, this was sent out to leadership throughout the service, so okay. it wasn't just that's my a regional thing. Just yeah. like, yeah, it's national. the it's like in in the know for leaders or something oh, okay. like that is the newsletter that is sent out every week. Um, but so I went out and I looked at the specific part of the Internal Revenue Manual that they referenced, and. It says, you know, not to put personal quotes or anything in there, but it doesn't say anything about religion at all. Just that you should only put your contact information yeah. and that's it. No quotes, Official no shit. anything else. No, no extra bullshit in there. Mm-hmm. But in the email that went out, they specifically said no, no references to religion or, or religious quotes or scripture or anything like that. And so I thought, hmm, maybe somebody else at the service is also upset by this or they listen to the show or both. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Just, just really weird timing for that to happen when I was going through all of this. So, but yeah. So now it's out of my boss's email signature and 
Anytime I see an email from anybody else, I've been sure to send them this email that I sent out to everybody else and say, hey, before you get in trouble for this, I thought you should probably alter your email signature because that's not in line with IRM 1.10.whatever the fuck it is. And as we know right now, Trump is looking for people to fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's looking for people to fire. He's looking for brown people he can take passports from. Yeah. Even if they were born in the United States. I've been seeing more videos of that shit coming out, too, with people going after someone like, you're not even American. Like, yeah, I was born here. Well, you're brown. Well, you're brown, though. Yeah. You don't look like you come from here. What the fuck does that even mean? Mm -hmm. I I don't look Native American. What are you? You don't look like you come from here. (laughs) You look like an interloper. You look like somebody who maybe their ancestors arrived on a boat here sometime. Mm -hmm. And now Mm -hmm. you're being a fucking dick to other people who don't look like you. I'm just glad when I also see they lose their jobs for being complete fucking assholes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's that's a that's a tricky sticky one but i think if you're if you are harming other people then an employer who catches wind of that and doesn't want you as an employee yeah, then we yeah, don't want you representing you. our company if you're yeah. gonna act like that yeah i don't i don't want my business associated with somebody who's a giant fucking asshole like you so sure bye-bye and that's where like the one that happened here in utah where the guy straight up said i'm a diesel mechanic for weber county He's like, well, you just said the name of the place you work for as being a state agency <laughs> and you're being a complete asshole. And, and it's you, easy to find that information online. Yeah. And now you're arrested. The whole family <laughs> got arrested. Really? So t- I don't know what you're talking about. So it was the one, uh, like not that long ago. It's right around the 4th of July. No, it was Pine, Pine Beer Day weekend, mm. right around there where a Hispanic family was up camping and his truck broke down. And it was in an area where it was free to camp. Anyone can go there. You don't reserve it. If you're there, you can stay. Mm. Well, this group of white-ass dumb fucks come down the road, and they want to camp there. But the guy's truck's broken down. He can't get out of the area. Manifest destiny, motherfucker. Yeah. Get the fuck out. And so he's like, you better move it. You better move your fucking truck right now, or I'm coming in there. I'm going to move that shit and charge you for it and stuff. And the guy kept telling him, your truck's not broken. You're just fucking stupid. And turned the truck really was fucking broken. Uh, but the thing that's not in the video you don't see is the fact that, that there was a woman and another guy there that started openly displaying their firearms on their hips. Oh, Jesus. Mm. And then they extorted them out of money and said, well, how much money do you got on you? And the family's like, well, we got like 80 bucks on us. Like, okay, give me $80 and I'll fucking pull your truck down the road and we'll leave it there. <sighs> and that's what they did. The guy's like, I don't know what to fucking do. These guys got guns. We're in the fucking woods. Yeah. They're Billy Badasses. Yeah, so he gave him all the money he had in his wallet, and they fucking towed his truck down to the end of the road and left it there. Didn't even help him. Like, not even like, hey, do you need to ride into town? Uh, do you need to ride to cell service? Do you want to go you know, find someone to help you out? None of that. And it's funny how these are all the same types of guys, right, who are like, you can't take my guns. I'm a responsible gun owner. Are yeah. you? Are you by flashing it around like that and like. Basically intimidating other Intimidating, people. but be like, yeah. hey, we got, I got a gun and there ain't nobody around for miles. Yeah. That's yeah. despicable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. guy got fired and they're oh, looking at criminal charges. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So, yeah, I hope he goes to jail. I hope the president goes to jail. Yes. I hope so much that that happens. Never happen. Ah, it's really hard to say that it will never happen because people under him who oh. say they were doing things at his direction have been 
it's convicted. not as it's not as constitutionally simple for the president, right? Yeah. While he's in office, but the second right, he right, leaves right. office, I mean, they can. I think they once he leaves, the they're just going to be over with it. In the Nulls presidency, <laughs> now if if God fuck me, if he leaves and they're just like, well, he's not in office anymore, yeah. so it doesn't matter yep. that he that he you know that's what's going to happen that he committed all of these federal crimes while in office. No, fuck that. Send his orange ass to prison. Yeah. I actually have one of the more conservative like, guys I work with that said, he goes, I goes, I don't know if I want pre- Trump out of office. He likes Trump, but he fucking hates what he does. He goes, yeah. and he being Wait, a- Well, I don't understand that. So he's a religious guy. Oh, so this, he's ha- this is where I'm- he's, con- he's happy about the evangelical, like, Christian No, 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 right- no, no, no. no. Oh, okay. I was confused by his next statement. Oh, okay. Yeah, let me let he said, you go. He goes, because I don't want Pence as our president because he's way too religious. And I'm like, wait, you're an evangelical Catholic- and you don't want Pence in there because you're worried he's going to rule underneath his religious law. Is Pence a Catholic? I don't. I don't know. know but he, my buddy's no. Catholic. He's a Baptist. Ba- uh, is he? okay. But he was worried. He's worried. He's like, goes. I would rather have Trump in there as being a complete fucking fool than having the religious nut job of Pence be in there. I'm like, but you're a religious nut job. <laughs> I thought you'd be okay with Pence having that. So I'm like, wow. I'm hearing. Oh wait, uh, is this your crazy Catholic friend? No, this is one of the guys at work. I never. Oh. He's not. Not really that crazy. He doesn't really voice his religion very much at work oh, okay. at all. I'm good. He's he's a good guy, but I know I know that he is religious. He just doesn't talk about it a whole lot. It doesn't. It, it doesn't, doesn't become a topic of conversation. Yeah, it doesn't control does, everything yeah. he does. But being how religious, I know he is, and making the comment that he would rather keep Trump in there so Pence won't become president. Yeah, that's a weird. That's I'm like weird. that is weird. I'm like because I know you're really religious and huh. I'm like that's not a thing to say. So I'm like. Maybe you are thinking logically on this saying, not everyone has to follow your fucking religion. Mm, yeah. So, oh, well, yeah. but Trump is doing, Trump is pushing all the religious agendas anyway. So I think he's worried that, that Pence will go tenfold on the religious. I'm not side so of it. sure anymore. I, I used to think that for sure, but I, I'm not, I'm not sure anymore. The Pence will. I think Pence is calling all the shots on the evangelical uh, legislation anyway. Like yeah. all, all of the stuff that, all the stuff that Trump puts through that benefits the evangelicals doesn't come from Trump's brain. He doesn't fucking know. No, because yeah, he doesn't so, know. Yeah, he doesn't idea. know who Roe is. Yeah, yeah. So that's coming from. <laughs> or Wade. All right. Um, he thinks that's two ways Mexicans get into this country. <laughs> oh, that's a good joke. I like that. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> so I think he's getting all of that from Pence. Oh, oh, you need to make that into a political cartoon. Yeah, Roe versus Wade. How Mexicans get into this country? <laughs> that was fucking awesome. <laughs> that's got to be. That's got to be a thing already. I have it? not heard that. I haven't you heard might it be the- <laughs> That was really, really good. <laughs> uh, the, the other thing that I did, oh. I don't know if we talked about it on show. I think we talked about that I was going to be. On Sean McCraney's Heart of the Matter. Yeah. I don't know that we've talked about it uh, since I actually went on. No, because we haven't been together since you went on. Okay. Which I, I, get, I thought it went really well. Oh, thank you. I I I think it went well. Of course, it's one of those things like where when you do something yourself, you know, when you create something or you fix something, you know, you, you lay a new floor down, you build something, you're very your critical. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly what you did wrong. Yeah. So I think I'm very critical of of what i did uh but i haven't 
received any negative feedback from anybody in the atheist community saying, no. you fucking dumbass, I can't believe you were so stupid or anything like that. <laughs> so that's refreshing. And well, like the, like the first half of it seemed to me like, wow, like they're actually, it just seemed like a normal conversation. Yeah. And then when it started getting towards like, no, I disagree with you there. I'm like, okay, here comes attention. Here comes attention. <laughs> and it never really built up to like a bad, like f- arguing back and forth tension. It just seemed more like, hey, tell me what you think. Yeah. Okay, I'll listen. Okay, I listen to you. I can't agree with that because of A or B or whatever. And I'm like, I thought it actually between the two of you, it was a good conversation that didn't blow up into like a yelling argument, which is kind of what I expect sometimes. Not from you, but from that kind of debate. Like, mm-hmm. just oh, the, yeah. the tension to really build and boil over versus yeah. it's just like you're having a conversation. You're trying to understand the other person's how it seemed. Yeah, I I tried pretty hard to just figure out what it is he believes and why. I think I went in, but I went in there thinking that he was, you know, mainstream Christian. Yeah. That he I didn't know the whole thing about his own religion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that he just subscribed to yeah. mainstream Christianity, maybe with his own, you know, little dash of his own little flavor, his own little unique charisma or, or thoughts on things. I didn't know that he was so far out of mainstream Christianity to the point that he says that hell no longer exists. Yeah, which I found that to be odd. And that there are holes in the walls or the gates of heaven where people can go in and, and out. That was the first time I ever heard that. Well, and then I thought, okay, well, if, they, if they're if they going in and out of heaven, where are they going to when they're out of yeah, heaven? Right. Like, what if it's not hell, <gasps> then what is it? Yeah, Ghosts. what borders heaven? Yeah. And I don't know. It was just some of the things he was saying. Well, and then I, so I mentioned, you know, I pulled the audio from the video um, yeah. when he posted that and I released that. Uh, and I mentioned either at the beginning, you know, before or after that it just, there were some of the things that he said that just, I was so taken aback that I, I wasn't even sure how to respond. address it to, or, or respond because these are quote unquote Christian thoughts that I've never been exposed to before, which is what he said he wanted to do was, yeah. you know, give me information on. Christianity that I may not have heard before. And he was absolutely right. Like I've, <laughs> I've never heard those kinds of arguments yeah. before. Um, but it was just, it, it was just really weird, but he does seem like a really nice guy who, and I, 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 I really don't mean this in a way that is supposed to be mean or to poke fun at him or anything, but it just seems like he's not very educated on a lot of, on a lot of religious ideas or, religions outside of his former religion and the religion that he's created. He it he seemed to me like somebody who has not really ever heard any good counter arguments or any arguments at all really against any of the things that he personally believes or wants to believe. So he is a standard Christian. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I mean, if he has his own I guess version of the religion and he hears an argument for the standard version. He's like, well, that doesn't apply to me because I have a different because understanding Christ won of it. The total victory. He, he said that so many different times. I'm like, what the fuck does total victory mean? What? And he's reconciled everything. Okay. Well, well what, then the what, total, how did he win total victory? What do you, what did he battle somebody? Was there a bet? What, like, what, what the fuck does that even mean? And then what is, did he reconcile? What the fuck are you is talking about? Is that a Moroni holdover? There shouldn't be any deficits in a God, in a perfect God's plan. So what, what is he correcting for? What is he rectifying? What is he? 
Yeah, I you know, I know, but I have no idea. Well, and I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to it I, or I watch it, yet. but uh, I I made sure to use your line of you know, Christ yeah. didn't Christ wasn't really sacrificed. God didn't give His only Son. He 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 lent Him to us for a short time, and then Christ you know was tortured for a weekend, and now gets to spend eternity as Vice God of the universe. God, that's yeah. not that's no sacrifice. No. There's no sacrifice there. He was tortured for a weekend, and now gets to spend eternity as Vice God of the entire universe. That's that's no sacrifice. There's nothing. No. He God didn't actually give anything. Right. Jesus didn't actually give anything because he. He got it all back. It's there was no there was no sacrifice. If he was sent to hell to it, be tortured eternally as the only person in hell, uh, maybe that would be a sacrifice. In, in yeah. fact, it's 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 not even it's not even not a sacrifice. It's a massive gain. Yeah, yeah. It's minus three days plus the universe. Yeah. Well, and and his so his <laughs> his argument. When I said that was that, well, we're looking at that through, you know, our own human eyes and our understanding of time. But, you know, when you, when you think about things on an eternal time scale, you know, Jesus came here and, 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 you know, God sent himself down to become fully human in the body of Christ and then was sacrificed and spent those to what was us only three days, but, you know, it could have been nearly an eternity. No, it or, 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 you know, it could have been this huge amount of time that mm-hmm. he was actually in hell after he died. Mm-hmm. Wait, post, whoa, post. whoa. Where did the in hell part come from? Well, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that is Just part of some mainstream. But in, in, in that, his though, is that when he dies, then he goes to hell and he saves a bunch of souls. He does. Okay. All, he's soul winning down in hell. So he went down there and that's maybe where he fought the battle. Uh, apparently. And, and close the door behind him when he came back. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I only got to talk to the guy for an hour. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of it mm. was him introducing the show and mm-hmm. then trying to, you know, introducing me and, and learning what I you're believe still, as an you're, atheist you're, and stuff like that. And I I would love to explore more about what yeah. he thinks and how he came to the beliefs that he has because – That would be – but it, there's, there's, a, there's another problem in what he was saying with, with – what Christians have created by having this completely maxed out God again is that no matter how much you try to spin it so that three days, three days equals whatever crazy number of years or whatever you want to say, unless, unless it's infinite, infinite, then it's going to be infinitely less sacrifice than gain because he's going to be eternally the the god of the universe so right well and as and as you were saying that i I thought okay well yeah even if i were to look at it through you know not my human eyes but perhaps those eyes of a god Mm -hmm. then even if you know those three days were super long as far as uh it as far as a timeline versus eternity right right that the to us humans it was three days but for Jesus Christ God who who went there after his after he was crucified that it was this really long extended amount of time if he is fully man or fully God or a mixture of the two whatever then he would also know that this is just a blink of an eye right yeah, right, right that it right. W- that it that even to him it wouldn't fucking matter because it's yep. still just a blink of an eye and I just yep. thought of that while you were saying that but mm-hmm. yeah that I, I wish that would have occurred to me while I was talking to him because yeah if he were 
fully God and fully man, then he would have that understanding that it doesn't matter how long he spends down there or wherever the fuck he went when after he died and when after he was crucified, that it would still just be a blink it's, of an eye to him. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a billion years, it maybe it's only one shitty day. Yeah. On an eternal time scale, it doesn't matter. And it's he would have full knowledge of that. Yeah. He would have perfect understanding that even if you were to try to explain it to a puny human who views this as three days and not much of a sacrifice at all, then on the, then on God's timeline, it's still nothing. Yeah. It's, it's fucking pointless. And here's the other thing. So he wasn't in, so he wasn't in man's body then, right? Because if he, if he was God in fully human form, not human, but fully human form. <laughs> he was vapors. <laughs> he was so fucking mad. I got the vapors. Uh, uh, but if he was if he was fully human, then he would have spent three fucking days. Yeah, just like a human. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, Re- so either way you look at it, right? Yeah. Or or okay, no. So then so then no. So he left his human form, and then he was down in hell doing all that. Well, he's done a great job. Hell still exists, right? There's a bunch of guys still down there. So what well, the fuck no. is he doing? Well, no, I mean, that, according to Sean, okay, Christ so, won total victory and there oh, is no more hell. Oh, he had total victory and has reconciled everything and there is no more hell. Oh, good. Perfect. Then we don't need the 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 sacrifice then. We don't need Jesus. Well, and it, I mean, it, just, <laughs> yeah. it was like everything he told me just led to more questions. Exactly. Rather, yeah. rather than answering my questions, it just led to a whole bunch more questions. Right. Like when he said that, I thought, okay, well- what about all the people who were sent to hell previously? Are they just freed now? Like anybody who was sent yeah. to hell is just welcome to leave and wander into and heaven any fucking time they want now. The worst of the worst get to go to heaven no matter what. And then he, then he, he, he tried to explain shield to me as if I've never heard of it before. Uh-huh. It, it was one of those really frustrating, annoying fucking things that religious people do to atheists. Assuming that atheists have just never heard of Christianity right, before. Yeah, We've right. never heard of religious thought. It's just never occurred to us to even look at it. You know, clearly it's not that we were ever religious ourselves, that we've never studied anything about Christianity or every other fucking religion that we're yeah. confronted with all the time. Yeah, we just somehow missed that. Yeah. And and so he just made this assumption. Well, you know, well, well in, even in the Bible, you know, it's referred to as shield, which just means the covered place. And he went on and on. And I'm like... Yeah, I know all that. Like I'm, yeah, the I'm flat not, earthers love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not somebody who knows nothing about religion. And I even, and, and I think it was even before he said that, I said, you know, one of the common misconceptions that a lot of religious people have about atheists is just, oh, well, clearly you're only an atheist because you don't know about Jesus or mm-hmm. you don't know about, you know, whatever other religion you practice. But if I can talk to you, then I'll be able to convince you because I'll be able to teach you what you don't already know. Yeah. And it's like, no, I do know those things and I reject them as being nonsense. They don't make, they're not coherent. They're not logical. They're not coherent. They don't make any sense. That's why I'm an atheist. Yeah. It's not that I have no idea what's going on and have just decided, no, nah, that God thing, you know, the answer to the most important question that you could ever be posed according to anybody who's religious. Nah, I just, I figure why bother? Well, my other biggest thing I hate and he kept doing it to you is like, well, what does an atheist believe? Yeah, it's well, like, yeah. It's like, well. Uh, As if atheists have have, have some a, dogma uh, that we yeah. all have to follow, right? I'm like, I'm like, no, an atheist basically is just anybody who doesn't believe in a God or gods. That's it. That's it. Full stop. It's like you can ask, what does Dan Ellis believe? Yeah. But that doesn't represent what every atheist believes. Like we found atheists that believe in ghosts and shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was just it was it was frustrating. And then and then toward the end, uh, toward the end of our conversation, he, you know, we'd been you know making little jokes back and mm-hmm. forth and laughing oh, when, at when what lie. people were saying, you know, <laughs> laughing at you know each other's responses to different stuff, and. Then all of a sudden he like switched and started witnessing right toward the end. And he said, well, so what I believe, and and this is, like I said, after we'd been trading jokes back and forth and he starts witnessing and he says, so what I believe is that there was a garden and Adam and Eve were there. And I start laughing because I think (laughs) like after our little banter back and forth through the whole show, I think he's setting up a joke. And so I start laughing in the background, <laughs> like I do on the show and everywhere else I go. But I start laughing and he stops and he calls me out and he's like, wait, you're laughing at me. And I'm like, oh my God, you're serious right now. I, I'm so sorry. I had, okay. Yeah. I'm, I apologize. I, I didn't mean to laugh at you. I, I had no idea that you were being serious right now. I'm sorry. That's when I laughed. And, it, and it's <laughs> because. Funny. It's a laughable fucking stupid belief. And he, and he just announcing it to the world. And I'm like, I can't, like, I still, like, I kind of feel a little bit bad that I started laughing at him, but I, I ultimately I don't because it is ultimately a laughable, ridiculous belief. That well, I, I think it's good that you did that. Well, you even yeah. brought up the land of Nod and he's kind of like, well, uh, uh, yeah, he, he had no answer <laughs> for it. And, and so at, at the end of it, you know, uh, he he thanked me again for coming on, gave me the last word, and I just thanked him for inviting me. And uh, I can't even remember exactly what else I said. But then the show basically wraps up, and he's like, "Hey, I just want to thank you again for coming on. This was great. You seem like a really nice guy. I, you know, I'll pray for you and whatever." And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "Well, gee, thanks. You know, I don't think it's going to do anything, but you can keep on doing it." And and he said, "Well, maybe you know, maybe we'll have to have you back on again sometime." And I'm like, "Hey, I'd I'd be happy to come back anytime you'd like me to." And I said, maybe I'll have you come on my show. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. He's like, you should, you should, you know, think of all kinds of questions for him. And I'm like, I have a ton. <laughs> I have so many questions. Like, I would, I would like to spend a lot more time talking to you and, and trying to figure out what it is you believe and why. And, and so I think it would be fun to have him in the studio. Yeah. He's, 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 Seems like a decent guy, and he lives close. And 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 Matt is on meds now, so he won't go into a ta- attack dog mode. <laughs> well, and I That's and I true. understand that it would be you know three on one or whatever, but he's leader of this church, so yeah. he should yeah. have you know good answers for any of the questions that we have for him. But what what killed me? He should he should welcome the opportunity to get an an almost exclusively, if not totally exclusively, atheist audience. Oh yeah, I would yeah. I would think so. I mean, why why would you only choose to proselytize to people who already believe what you want them to believe, right. right, or what you personally believe? You you should be out soul winning and bringing people to Christ. Soul winning, but <laughs> but <laughs> you know, one of the things that he said um, that just that that really bothered me was right at the end it was after the cameras had cut off and after our mics had cut off and, and everything and you know he said oh yeah be sure you know that if i do come on that you ask me you know you make a whole bunch of questions and ask me whatever you want you know any questions you have for me i'd be happy to answer because i could be wrong and earlier in the show i had explained that one of the things that led to me identifying and coming out as an atheist was reading uh carl sagan's demon haunted world yeah. science as a candle in the dark and he said and during the show, he He's said, like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah I, I, I started I, reading that, but yeah, yeah I, I started reading that, was, but, you know, I, I didn't ever finish it. It was because, you know, it was uh, probably because of time and whatever. Yeah. I just never finished it. And I thought, 
okay, but you just said that you could be wrong and you'd like to know if you're wrong, but you're not investigating anything that runs counter to what Mm -hmm. you already believe. Like this is what you do. This is all you do. You're not looking at counter arguments. If you were looking at counter arguments, you wouldn't have asked me if I'm a Darwinist. Yeah. You wouldn't have asked me what atheists believe. Right. You wouldn't have asked me if I believe in evolution, both macro and micro evolution as if they're somehow different. You know, if you were actually trying to find out if what you believe is true, you wouldn't have asked me such ridiculous rudimentary questions. Well, not only are they rudimentary, but they're phrased in a way that's clearly coming from the the evangelical. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not coming from somebody with a skeptical view or a critical thinker or, who's or an understanding well, of evolution. Right. And, yeah. Right. That's like I liked how he opened up. He's like, this isn't a debate. We're just having a discussion because because if, if this was going to be a debate, I know Dan would have went out and done his research, watched famous atheist talk, and I would have went and listened to like William Lane Craig. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, my fuck. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, yeah, I know a lot of people in the evangelical and religious communities think William Lane Craig is this great intellectual, but he's just not. He's really, really not. He uses a lot of flowery language. Yeah. And, and makes himself sound really a lot like Jordan Peterson. <laughs> he uses, he's very verbose and uses a lot of multisyllabic words to make people think that he he's, knows what he's talking about. And, and the, it's because and the, the people don't, yeah, it's because the people that are listening to him don't really even understand what the fuck he's saying, but he sounds good and he yeah. sounds intelligent while he's saying it. And so people go, Oh, yes, clearly he's very intelligent and I should believe in Jesus now because this man is, Clearly very smart, and he thinks Jesus is real, so I guess I'm a Christian now. Yeah. It's that it's that mentality of, well, you know, I don't really know, and I'm not – I wouldn't even say maybe they're not intelligent enough to know, but they're not – they're ignorant of a lot of the arguments around it. And then they see somebody like William Lane Craig stand on stage and use this flowery language with, a, you know, this the very verbose explanations of things, and he references – you know, things like the, the time, uh, he references, you know, philosophers and, and the Big Bang and all of these other things that sound scientific and that people have heard, you know, just as background yeah. noise and, oh, well, yes, he's addressing all of these hard, important questions. And I may not entirely grasp what he's saying, but clearly he's given this a lot of thought and he's still a believer. So if that's the case, he's a really smart guy. He's studied this and he's a believer. So why should I waste the time to investigate it myself? Yeah. I'll just go with what he says. And therein lies the problem if he was just to go online and listen to William Lay Craig. Yeah. All he's going to do is start spewing the same arguments without the knowledge of what the argument is actually about. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, what I wish you would have kind of said there, would have been like, no, I want to research other atheists. I would have went out and researched, done my own research. Well, yeah. Well, and- I, oh, yeah, absolutely. And that, so I did mention while I was on stage, I'm like, you know, I, I honestly, I've never heard of you before. I've never heard yeah. of your church before. I didn't do any. Well, then you kind of like, oh, well, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I, <laughs> I said, you know, I really didn't study anything from you. I said, I think I watched maybe five minutes of one of your videos. So I don't really know what you believe. But I think that would have been a perfect point to bring up is just, you know, I don't have to refer to anybody else who's yeah, who's done this. Dawkins or I can Hitchens think through this Harris. myself and just through logic and critical thinking come to the conclusion, the logical, natural conclusion that a lot of the things you're saying are bullshit. They're nonsense. Yeah. They're self-contradictory. They're illogical. They're not physically possible. Yeah. 
And I don't have to study anything else to come to that conclusion, but use rational, rational thinking and logic to come to that conclusion. I don't have to refer to, you know, an atheist authority for anything on that. But that would have been a great point to come to, to bring up. Yeah. Hmm. I, I get one a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we move on to some news stories and stuff? Okay. Okay. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. All right, Matt, what have you got for us this week? I, well, first I should remind everybody that uh, when I take a few episodes off for whatever reason and come back, my reading abilities, uh, my allowed reading abilities are, are even low for me. Your allowed reading, mm, my abilities? reading allowed reading abilities. A, oh, allowed my, like my ability to read aloud. Out loud. Yes. Uh, okay, I got you. Did I say it in that order? My allowed reading abilities. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, that's so your your your, <laughs> your sentence structure also. <laughs> yes. Gets yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, and yeah. So not even just reading, just uh, speaking, speaking, speaking aloud. Uh, Spe- what, speaking. what you're allowed to speak. <laughs> well, I'm allowed to, the things I'm allowed to speak get worse. I was like, you're a, you're allowed. Sorry, reading, yeah. I, do we do do we limit what you say? I, I, sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have any permission around here. <laughs> uh, South Asia, uh, less than a week in office, Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan has made blasphemy one of his first issues, empowering militants. <laughs> I was thinking the Star Trek too. <laughs> empowering militants and initiating international moves, long heralded by Saudi Arabia, mm. that would restrict press. Uh, restrict fre- press freedom by pushing for a global ban. Oh, a global ban. Yeah. That's easy to enforce from, yeah. one, from one South Asian country. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Mr. Khan, in his first address as prime minister to the Pakistani Senate, said he intended to raise the blasphemy issue in the United Nations and would work to achieve a common stand within the 57 organization of Islamic cooperation. Hmm. Mr. Khan spoke after the Senate adopted a resolution condemning a plan by Gert Wilders, a militantly Islamic phobic far right Dutch opposition leader who heads the second largest faction in parliament to hold a competition for cartoons about the prophet Muhammad. (laughs) Draw Muhammad Day. Many many Muslims see visual depictions of the prophet as blasphemy. And no one should give a flying carpet ride what Muslims think about it because it's their fucking rules to follow or not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do they figure they can enforce that on everybody else? Not everybody else in the world is a Muslim. Exactly. Um, The Pakistani campaign campaign against the planned Dutch competition echoes a Muslim boycott more than a decade ago of Danish goods and and protests across the Muslim world in response to the publication of cartoons in a Danish newspaper that depicted the Prophet Muhammad unfavorably. Uh, Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte denounced. Well, and it doesn't like uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't even matter if he's drawn favorably or unfavorably. You're no, not supposed to have any depiction of him, right? Yeah, so right, yeah. they, I mean, they're just throwing in this extra little bit of unfavorably. Right, like right, even right. if it was favorable, they would be fucking yeah. well, since, really, really super duper upset about it. Since sure. nobody's supposed to actually depict Muhammad, can't they just draw Mickey Mouse and put Muhammad underneath it? Yeah, I mean, you yeah, know. really, you could, you could draw any, you draw a square and say, this is Muhammad. Muhammad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte denounced Mr. Wilder's plan as not respectful and provocative, uh, but provoked Pakistani ire by refusing to ban the competition on the grounds that it would not curtail freedom of speech. 
that he would not curtail freedom of speech. Now, but again, it, the 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 idea of words or pictures being provocative, unless all groups submit to the views of one group, is complete camel shit mm-hmm. and bit victim blaming in a way. It's mm-hmm. like preemptive victim blaming. And, and mm-hmm. he didn't go ask the UN to hold a uh, draw Muhammad Day, but he's asking right. the UN to have a anti blasphemy law. Right. He, yeah, he Globally. wants to go. He wants to go there and say, "Now you go back to your countries and tell all your people that they have to obey me." Yeah. Well, and it's and you say it's preemptive victim blaming, which it absolutely is. But it's, I mean, the the fucking Pope has said similar things, you know, where yeah, where yeah, he yeah. said, "Oh, well, if you know, so and so says something bad about my mother or whoever the hell he was talking about, then he should expect maybe a punch in the eye." And it's like, no, that's not how the world is supposed to work. Like, right. You you can't just walk around punching people because yeah. they say things that you don't like. Yeah. Your mom is a slut, Pope. <laughs> uh, Mr. Khan's newly appointed human rights minister, Shireen Mazari, a controversial uh, academic who two decades ago uh, advocated nuclear strikes against Indian population centers in the event of war, set the tone by condemning Mr. Roots's decision on her first day in office. Uh, Miss Miss Shirazi, I don't know why that looked weird that time. <laughs> oh, uh, because <laughs> you want some fava beans and a nice Chianti with it? That <laughs> <laughs> was just me reading quickly through this whole thing. That was fast. Um, move bolstered plans by Tariq E. Labak. Pakistan, I don't, don't even TLP, try. what is that? Yeah, I don't know what that is. To launch a decisive march from Lahore to Islamabad and stay on the streets until either the publication of the blasphemous cartoons in the oh. Netherlands end or the government immediately ends diplomatic ties with the Dutch. He's going to be walking a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I live in one country and I'm going to force these people in another country to not do what I don't like. Mm-hmm. Sounds like something... <sighs> Donald Trump would do. Yeah. It, <laughs> I think he has been trying really yeah, hard to do that. It sounds a lot like uh, a Trump kind of tantrum thing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I mean, mm-hmm. what what have you learned from, from anti-blasphemy laws so far in the Middle the, East? They're bullshit. It's com- and it's completely well, I was, subjective. I, was just, I mean. I was trying to go for the, uh, the journalists and stuff that had been murdered. Uh-huh. Yeah, the bloggers in yeah. uh, Indonesia, yeah. Pakistan. Right. Who get murdered because they speak out against Islam. Yeah. Did you say Bangladesh? Bangladesh. Oh, yeah. yeah. That guy was hacked was up a with a machete. There was a f- bunch of them that were in a, yeah. over that little span there. Yep. Yeah. What else you got for us? Oh, perfect. Yeah. I was going to try to jam this in if you were going to move on because it- uh, Well, you can Right on the, on the tails of the Dutch involvement in that last story. Um, Is it du- about wooden shoes or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The Dutch Council of State has ruled that Pastafarianism is not a religion, denying a follower of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster the right to wear a colander on her head in her passport and driver license photo. Mm. Uh, Davila, Davilda is now considering taking her case to the European Court of Human Rights. The Netherlands' highest court said Davilda, a law student uh, from... Am I going to be able to do this one? Yes, do it. Nijmegen. <laughs> Nijmegen. Nijmegen. I believe it is whatever. Anyway, has Gesundheit. anyone ever been there? You guys ever been to that place? Oh, yeah. I love their farva beans. It's on my bucket <laughs> list. <laughs> That's where she's from. Um, 
I don't recall if I've ever been there. But oh, okay. <laughs> could not be exempted on religious grounds from a ban on headwear in official identity photographs because Pastafarianism was essentially a satire and not a serious faith. Mm. That you can't. Have I know the government determining what is and what is not a religion. Well, I I just I think it's funny that because you know if they if they would have been in this business when Christianity broke from Judaism or whatever. And it's like, Oh, you fucking crazy people that just follow that wacko Paul. Yeah. That's not a real religion. Um, like clearly you just broke off of these guys. Like anyway, the guy you're talking about, the guy that was crucified was a Jew. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. That's this is, this is clearly not even the same thing. So yeah, obviously you don't know what you're talking about (laughs) with your own thing. Uh, the church was founded in the U.S. in 2005 by Bobby Henderson as a response to Christian fundamentalists advocating and teaching of creationism in schools. In an open letter, Henderson demanded equal time in science classrooms mm-hmm. for flying spaghetti monsterism. Believers worship an, in, an invisible and undetectable god called the flying spaghetti monster, wear colanders on their heads in homage to their deity, revere pirates as the original Pastafarians, and vow to reject crazy nonsense. To be to be nice to all sentient beings and eat a lot of pasta. <laughs> I eat a lot of pasta and like pirates. I don't get the pirate. And every Friday is a I, religious holiday. Yeah, I think the pirate thing was just for fun. Okay, because clearly they didn't have pasta or colanders, and they weren't nice to people really. Well, and and he ties the he ties global warming that as the number of pirates decreases, the average global temperature is steadily <laughs> increased. <laughs> that, that's part of Pastafarianism. Yeah. I didn't know that's that. That's funny. I was I was big I was big into the Pastafarianism for a while there. Oh really? I'll have yeah. to read some of their stuff. Yeah, I have I have several books and Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, there's he uh I don't know if it was I think it was actually written by Bobby Henderson. Uh like the a book on Pastafarianism. It's it's a thin book, but it's fun. It's yeah. fun read. <laughs> It's like spaghetti thin or <laughs> uh, Linguini. Yeah, fettuccine yeah. linguine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what's the what's the really tiny angel spaghetti? Hair. Yeah, angel, yeah, angel hair, hair pasta would be good. But there's another one. I can't think of the name of it. Anyway. Yeah. That stuff. Hmm. Yeah, that stuff. And and you shouldn't uh, the government should not be the body that identifies what is and is not a religion. Right. Any more than the Pope should decide what laws we have. Well, but in what what country? That was in Sweden, wasn't it, or Denmark? Uh, no, um, Holland. Holland. What are their laws on religion in Holland? I don't know. I am. Uh, I have. <laughs> no, I'm not a frequent traveler so, to Holland. To, as you could tell, I could barely get the fucking city yeah. name out. So <laughs> I'm not caught up on their constitution. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. But I mean that that brings up the whole idea of you know the government providing special deference and and privileges to religious beliefs and and the adherence to those beliefs right that shouldn't be something that we do right anywhere yeah true we do it way too often here in the united states you know you can you can have tax tax exempt status if you create a religion yeah, or, and, or and john stewart not john stewart uh uh the late the that that show on hbo where he does the cool stuff last week tonight with last week tonight john, john oliver john oliver I knew it was one of those guys. A British guy. Yeah, the, where, he, where he made up his <laughs> own religion one, and he got tax exemption. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, he did. He started, well, he did that. Oh, it was Stephen Colbert who started his own pack, right? Or was that yeah. also John Oliver? That was Stephen Colbert. Okay. Yeah. 
But he just showed how fucking easy it was. He filled yeah. the paperwork out saying, it's like, oh, now we're tax exempt and here's our holy place. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. And uh, they cry persecution over that even. Yeah. You're making fun of our silly mm. beliefs. Well, it wasn't so easy. <laughs> You're confusing easy with lazy. <laughs> yeah. It's it it is very easy. easy. It's not lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the David Cross. Yeah. Uh, what else do you have for us? Um, I can do this little thing. That do we want to do? Cover this again? It's about the Catholic raping of children. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it, it's not going away. I mean, the it's not going away because it hasn't been exposed to all of the light to disinfect it, right? It's the Catholic Church has tried to cover this up and for decades. Yeah. And the people with centuries, the members of the church aren't helping it either. Mm-mm. I wonder, like, in the, in the Middle Ages when the Catholic Church had so much more control, if they would just kill them. You know, the, what, the, during, the, especially during the those, priests. No, no, no. Like the the victims, or if anyone tried to blow the whistle, you know, or whatever. Because now uh, they just say, "Well, if you say anything, you're going to hell." Well, okay, who fucking cares? But you know, I mean, that means something to them, of course. But well, like, but I wonder. I just wonder if back I then, when they no. had so much power, if they would just disappear some people. Sometimes I think some I of that. Would, yeah, I, I would say no. So. I would say some of that's probably part of the control aspect of it. Well, like, what if look you at have, the control I have over this person? Yeah, maybe, but. But what if you what if you have a particularly problem? Then maybe person, uh, you know what I mean? someone like, was actually yeah I, I, a problematic I would, free thinking individual that, who's like, hey, what's going on over there? I don't like the, what the fuck is going on there. Or if there's a victim that's like, no, I'm not going to keep my fucking mouth shut. I yeah. don't care if you send me to hell. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure this whole village can avoid uh, you know father fucking touches too fast or whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, and then and then you know like like what came out in the Pennsylvania shit recently is that they. Keep it all quote in house. They don't yeah, report right. it to authorities. They they don't use what actually happened. Use you know they code they words, use yeah right, they use euphemisms. code words like yeah, euphemisms. like words don't really mean anything yeah. anymore. We can just we'll we'll do Bill Donahue and just yep. say that well, he's a Catholic. Oh well, <laughs> you know well yeah he's the head of the Catholic Defense League or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Um, and or they worship Aquaman or whatever dude, <laughs> or walk on Aquaman. Dude, he honestly has been defending the priests that are in this report as not really pedophiles or sexual predators because they didn't penetrate a lot of the people. They, oh, there was, in not, a, not there everyone were, like was he's penetrated. using the Catholic church's line of there were perhaps inappropriate touchings, but it wasn't, you know, they didn't rape children, people who are calling these pedophile priests and rapists. That's not what really happened. There may have been some inappropriate well, touching, but so he would be okay with all as long of as these, there wasn't penetration. It's not really rape. All of these scenarios being done against his will to him, he'd be fine with, or has he done this stuff himself? Um, Maybe. I mean, he's he's really, really defensive about it. He's he's part he's, of the defense league. So. And he's pretty high up in the church, too. So he's been around a while. It, well, and the Catholic Church says that, you know, the, the Catholic Defense League isn't an part, official yeah, that's true. wing of the church, but they don't, they don't walk out and yeah. say, oh no, the, you know, Bill, Bill, they don't, the Catholic Church has never come out and said Bill Donahue was wrong to say this. Right. And he's a monstrous piece of shit. They just right. let him go on doing whatever the fuck he wants. It's like it's like, like fair for the for the Mormon Church. Well, to say it's like the LDS Church with their for profit side and their non profit side. Yeah, it's separated. Yeah, Bullshit. or or candidates in the super PACs yeah. that support them. Right, right, right. 
where there's supposed to be no communication, no collaboration or collusion. They're supposed to be completely separate entities where the pack can support whatever they want, but they're not supposed to work together. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! This one, you guys, I, I'm not... Never mind. I'll just say. So this one is... Uh, <laughs> this one uh, also makes me angry. Uh, Good. Uh, it's by Annalisa Merrily, I guess. Uh, uh, came out August 1st. You guys probably have seen something about it. Hmm. Um, in a July 30 address to the DOJ uh, Religious Liberty Summit, the U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions claimed that a dangerous movement, undetected by many, is now challenging and eroding our great tradition of religious freedom. The Jews! Oh, everyone spot a Jewy looking person and get them. Oh. <laughs> no, it's uh, not exactly that this time around. Uh, U.S. religion groups, U.S. religious groups were being labeled as hate groups, he said, simply for following their beliefs. Like which, the KKK? <laughs> which say that you should hate other groups of right, people. Yeah. Right. Your goal should be to change your hateful beliefs, not change the laws so you can keep those beliefs. Right. Yeah. Um. To further protect religious freedom, Sessions announced the creation of a new religious liberty task force. Oh, yeah. Charged with enforcing some 16 to 20 principles announced in they they outlined 20, but I I was able to specifically identify 16 out of this. Maybe I'm not reading it right, but I'll go through those in a little bit. Um, In the 2017 Department of Justice memorandum, the move appears to prioritize religious freedom over civil liberties, which we already know they do. In some cases, according to the memo, protections against workplace discrimination would be secondary to an employer's rights to hire who share people who share their beliefs. Sessions emphasized this in his address, saying freedom of religion is indeed our first freedom, being the first listed in our First Amendment. But he doesn't he, – he fails to recognize the, that the freedom of religion requires the freedom from religion as yeah. well. Yeah, and actually the, the very first part of the – if since he seems to think that they're in order of importance, uh, the very yeah. first part of the First Amendment says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what, what, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Um, obviously not reading. Um, so – They are, at least in part, as follows. Number one, the freedom of religion is a fundamental right of paramount importance, expressly protected by federal law. Okay, so that's already there. Paramount importance. Much more important than, you know, protecting people, watching out for your citizens, making sure that you can do whatever you can to improve their lives. No, their their religion is much more important. Yeah, and, and this is coming from the highest law enforcement officer in the country. Saying yeah. fuck the law, we want the Bible. Well, and it's it's not even that it's all religion. It has to be one one particular kind of religion. There's... You have to be Christian. That's the one that we want to protect. We don't want dirty Muslims coming into mm-hmm. the country. We don't want brown people from anywhere because they're probably not good God fearing Christians. We yeah. want to make sure that you're a Christian. That's the religion we're seeking yeah. to protect. Because he probably won't have pr- a problem with Muslims being labeled as a hate group. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see Jeff Sessions stand up and defend the Satanic Temple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But as far as a lot of these go, that first one really isn't too objectionable. I mean, that the way that this is written, it's a, it's it's obviously slanted. Maybe, but yeah, maybe the verbiage of it, but saying that you have the right to your own religion. 
Mm. Yeah, you do. Um, number two, the free exercise of religion includes the right to act or abstain from action in accordance to one's in accordance with one's religious beliefs. So now they're changing uh, beliefs to actions. That's where I would say. So bring no. back human sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> well, not just that, but the, like, like the families that say, "I'm not going to take my child to get get medical attention because I don't believe in hospitals." Yeah. Well, they already can do yeah, that. The Christian. Well, scientists. some people have yeah. been locked up. Actually, another uh, husband wife duo just got. Uh, in prison. Oh, so Sentence so court. that's going to go away. Was it in so, Idaho? That's where a lot of that shit happened. I, can, it, I can't remember it what it was. I remember seeing the video where they're, the judge is like, and you are you are getting a life sentence, and you are getting a life sentence. Both like, oh, what? So, so now- For doing what baby Jesus said yeah. we should do? So now, if you, if you sit there and watch your child wither and die because you don't get them the proper foods or whatever, the blood yeah. or whatever they need- you can now stay out of prison if you just say, well, I believed that they would get better on their own. Well, well, that's the whole thing. Like they, they're not taking, or this isn't taking into account, you know, you, you, you're certainly free and welcome to believe whatever you want, as long as you're not harming yourself or yeah. other people. That should be the big fucking qualifier in all caps, bold, italic, and underlined. That you can you can believe whatever fucking nonsense you want as long as you're not harming yourself or other people or breaking yeah. any other laws. And you would think that yeah. you would think that the attorney general would have that first and foremost in his mind. Like, well, what about these other laws? And then secondly, unless his religion has completely polluted well, yeah, his yeah, thinking, yeah. 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 right? Yeah. But the but the second thing you would think that not only is Jeff Sessions the, an attorney general, but he's also an extremely conservative right winger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you would also think that his second, the second place his mind would go would be, well, how can people abuse this system just like they do welfare and all these other things? <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't do that either. Yeah. How are they going to take advantage of the things right. that I'm doing? Yeah. And he's not doing any of that either. It's just a, it's a free for all. Mm -hmm. And we're only to number three. The freedom of religion extends to persons and organizations. No. That's it. Organizations? Right. Like any kind like of churches, organization, sure. But I'm sure he means corporations. Yeah, yeah. which that's why that's why. I so said now we can, corporations are people, my friend. Yeah. So now we can cut off, uh, you know, healthcare and all these other things. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, pay, what about pay? Well, what 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 if what if uh, what if it's part of my ancient religion that we don't pay outsiders as much as we pay our the in, the people of our in group? Mm -hmm. You know, um, that was a part of. Uh, Mind, I'm not going to say because I don't know the re the rest of that. My exactly, religion so. says I don't believe in minimum wage. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. And and who's and and again, who's going to abuse these? Right. That was never. That, there was nothing in here. Well, it just simply says it extends to persons and organizations. That's it. So. <laughs> yeah. How do they? How do they? Or how does he figure he's going to make it? Draws. Or not only just make a distinction, but draw a distinction and draw a line between, okay, well, these are the existing laws in the United States. You have to do this, 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 and this. Is he saying, unless you have a religious belief that says otherwise, and then you don't have to do any of those things? Yeah, I guess. Like, you can just, as long as it's a sincerely held religious belief, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, but, I mean, in, in their attempt to kick the door wide open for themselves and their rich buddies, they're, the, I mean, this is just a disaster waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, number four, Americans do not give up their freedom of religion by participating in the marketplace, partaking of the public square or interacting with government. 
So that's basic. That's saying that they can flex their religious beliefs in any place they want without. Yeah, that's that's basically pers- saying that it doesn't matter if I operate my business in a place yeah. of public accommodation. I don't have to. I don't have to treat gay people like they're human yeah. beings. Yeah, we don't have to follow the civil rights laws. Yeah. And not only that, but you got to remember the people that are writing this are the de- the the head of the as the DOJ and the yeah, Attorney General. Justice, so yeah. basically, mm-hmm. what they're saying is no. Now you know all that bullshit you liberals are saying about how there should be social consequences, but not government. Now there's going to be none of that, but we can come. The government can come back and you on you for not allowing them to do this wherever they want. Yeah. So it's re- they can re- we can you can't. You can't – they can't be in trouble for doing it, but you could be in trouble for stopping them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for per, for quote-unquote persecuting right. them because of their religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, go, number five, government uh, – never mind. Number six, <laughs> government may not target religious individuals or entities for special disabilities based on their religion. What? Yeah, that one I'm – I've read it for a few special times. special disabilities. I'm not really sure what – disabilities they think the government is ha- hampering them with i don't i don't know what unless, this means unless really. there's he's trying to get at hey government i know you're allowed to come in and check on us once in a while on our taxes we're yeah. gonna put a stop to that yeah we're not gonna give you any more tax filings we're not gonna show anything to the government or maybe yeah. that people would view you as somehow disabled if you have religious belief <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Uh, number seven, government may not target religious individuals or entities through discriminatory enforcement of neutral, generally applicable laws. Huh? Well, how can it be both targeted and, and neutral? neutral? Yeah, that, that's where if if it's a neutral law saying everyone must follow this and then the church gets hit with it, it's like, well, you can't do it. We're a church. Like, no, it's neutral. We hit we hit Jimmy over there at the fucking bowling alley. He got in trouble, too, and you're doing the same thing. Yeah, so. can, you, can you read that one again? Government may not target religious individuals or entities through discriminatory enforcement of neutral, generally applicable laws. So if it's a... Oh, so uh, basically what they think is happening right now is that the government is taking neutral, generally applicable laws and targeting religious with them. With those, oh, so 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 that that that's should apply to everybody universally, but we're we're singling out. Yeah, Yeah. apparently we're only doing that to religious people. Well, that's because the that's because those religious organizations are the ones breaking the fucking law. Yeah, yeah, they're not singling them out. They're not saying, "Oh, we're just going to pick on you because you're religious." No, we're picking on you because you're breaking the fucking law. Well, that's what's happening, but that's the way he sees it is the way that is the is an abuse of it. Yeah, that's fucking which, which ridiculous. is also bullshit. Cause I yeah. thought I think uh, it was only something when we looked it up. It was a while back for churches that actually get tax audits. It's only like one or two a fucking year. I don't even know if it's that many. <laughs> well, I, I thought I remember looking Did you up say per year or per year decade. <laughs> so it was like a ten year thing. It's like oh, eleven churches in ten years got checked, got audited. Yeah. It's like, that's not a lot. And how many fucking, there's five churches on my fucking block. Yeah. <laughs> Number eight, government may not officially favor or disfavor particular religious groups. So. But agreed. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah well, that's, then that's the way it's supposed let's to get be. Baphomet in the, uh, yeah. Arkansas, yeah. on the, on the Arkansas Capitol yeah. grounds. Right. Done. Yep. Uh, number nine, government may not interfere with the autonomy of religious organizations. And this is a huge sweeping blanket of preferential treatment um, that completely wipes out the previous mostly reasonable sounding point. Yeah. 
Sorry. Oh shit, we got alcohol. Abuse. Sorry, Ryan. Ryan spilling beer. Well, you didn't uh, really spill it. It just decided I just, it just to... it, it turned into a fucking volcano. That was, that was kind of strange. Yeah, <laughs> I you didn't shake it. You didn't bump no, it. No, I pulled yeah. it out like I pull every beer out, and all of a sudden it was. You pulled it out. Oh, you gotta pull out. <laughs> I I run I run into the bathroom. So. <laughs> I'll be right back, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Please continue, Mr. Uh, I'm going to read Mr. number Matthew. nine again because uh, that one's kind of a big one. Okay. So they so number eight was the one that's like, yeah, okay, fine, right? Government may not officially favor or disfavor particular religious groups. Sure, fine. Fine, sure. Yeah. And then they completely wipe that out with the next one by saying, government may not interfere with the autonomy of a religious organization. Point blank, period. We can do whatever we want yep, as long we can as do we're a religious organization the and the government can't say boo about it. Yep. That's some seriously fucked up thinking, especially coming from the head law enforcement officer of the United States of America. I know. Wow. Um, number 10, RIFRA's protection extends not just to individuals, but also to organizations, associations, and at least some for-profit corporations. Now, hold on. Why Why is it some and where do they draw the line? How, how now, are they delineating? Them? I want to go back to number eight. Government may not officially favor or disfavor particular religious groups. Nope. Number seven. Government may not. Nope. Not that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was one of them. Yeah, never mind. Um, the government can't. Wasn't there one about uh, treating them all the same? Yeah, there was. Why can't I? It was, it was right before my one. beer blew up. <laughs> Is that the one? Government may not officially favor or disfavor particular religious groups? Yeah. That sounds about right. That to me sounds okay, like and then you must treat them equally. Okay. Oh, okay. So this is how I see. All right. Okay. So this is how they thought it out. Okay. So num- now we jump back to number 10. RIFRA's protection extends not just to individuals, but so this is RIFRA is the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. That extends right. not just to individuals, but also to organizations, associations, and at least some non-profit uh, organizations. Um, some? No, some for-profit organizations. Oh, some for never mind that changes everything. I thought it said nonprofit, but it doesn't. It says yeah. for profit corporations. Okay, so certain yeah. What, what is the sum? What? Well, I don't know. It's not defined. Uh, I, see, Hobby when Lobby. It, uh, what? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and Chick Fil A. Yeah, I, I thought for, for sh- when it said nonprofit, I'm like, oh, okay, so they're now they're targeting atheist group, atheist nonprofits because they're not including them as a religious organization. Uh, yeah, because about yeah, but this is different than if it's a for profit. Uh, number 11, uh, RIFRA does not permit the federal government to second guess the reasonableness of a re- of a religious belief. Mm. Oh my God. Really? Really? It, you can't, you can't second guess anything about a religious belief. So, you can't say, you can't say anything about it as long as you say, this is my religious belief. Yeah. So welcome Pastafarians and Jedis. I want to, I want to get that tattooed somewhere on my body. Right. So that anytime I want to do whatever the fuck I want to do and get arrested for it, I can just say, no, look, man, right here. This is what the attorney general of the United States of America has to say about my religious beliefs. I can do whatever I want and you can't say anything about it because it's my religious belief. So technically you could write your own religious book. 
Yep. Form your own religion. Get your own tax exemption through the government. To Who's make to it say legal. that you even have to write a book? Well, I'm, that you have to do any yeah, you of don't have that. To do well, any of that. The reason why I want, as the, long as you say that this is my religious belief, you, we, what what do you have to do to qualify to say well, that this is my religion? Like all you have to do is say, no, this is my religious belief, but that I can do whatever the fuck I want. In my religious book, it will state that I do not have to follow speed limits and all these other bullshit things. That well, break. Jeff Jeff Sessions just, just said, said that you, that don't, you don't, don't need have any to of do that. that. But in a court of law, they're going to want proof of what your religion actually says probably. No, no? not according okay. to this. It just says it that's would, it. It my, would still be fun to write the book. My, <laughs> I don't I don't care. I'll Why go through the work? Why not just go and start killing hookers now? Well, I and I am yeah. going to have a book because I want followers and I want them True. to know exactly what I think. Mm-hmm. And we are going to follow the speed limit in my religion, but my I'm going to have one and only one commandment. And that commandment is going to be harm, but never kill Jeff Sessions whenever you find him. <laughs> so punch a Sessions. <laughs> yep. You're going to be at punch of sessions. Yeah. Anybody in the Washington, D.C. area. Just because he's asking for it so bad with this. Who with looks these laws. like a Keebler elf. As long <laughs> as you punch them and you say it's according to your religious beliefs, you'll be fine. Yeah. You're supposed to punch every Keebler elf looking motherfucker <laughs> that you find. That's, my religion mm-hmm. dictates it. Huh. Uh, but don't accidentally get Kiefer Sutherland. He's kind of cool. Uh, kind of. I don't know. I don't know much about him. I don't want to. Punk, acting, I don't want so. everyone to go punch him. He's no, a vampire. Sorry. He's so Keebler look looking. Out. <laughs> uh, number twelve: a governmental action substantial. A governmental action substantially burdens an exercise of religion under RIFRA if it bans an aspect of an adherent's religious observance or practice, compels an act inconsistent with that observance or practice, or substantially pressures the adherent to modify such observance or practice. That was very wordy. That was very wordy, and I'm mild to moderately inebriated. Yeah. Can you read? That? Can you read that? What, again? what I what basically I, what I hear is, if you work at a Walmart and you don't want to prescribe birth control medication, you, you don't, don't have, have to, to give it to it. So if you work at a county courthouse, you don't have to marry a gay couple. Here's what I think the purpose of of this one is. It sounds because, to me like Jeff Sessions is an agent of chaos. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's I think this has a purpose, and I think it's because the um. The Religious Freedom Restoration Act of 1993 prohibits the federal government from substantially burdening any aspect of religious observance or practice unless imposition of that burden on a particular religious adherent satisfies strict scrutiny. So there's a clause in there. Yeah. He's trying mm-hmm. to go get around that in the best way for his group. So he's – so. A governmental action – so he's defining what that would be, right? Okay. So a governmental action substantially burdens an exercise of religion under RIFRA. So now he's saying what the substantial burden would be. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if it does. If it bans an aspect of an adherent's religious observance or, pr- observance or practice. So if my religious observance or practice is to – Murder a virgin on the first full moon that's of subs- the first half of the year. That's a substantial burden. The government can't do that. Okay. Um, if it compels an act inconsistent with that observance or practice. So driving the speed limit for Ryan's religion. Mm-hmm. That's compelling you to to act inconsistently with your belief. Yeah. Um if it substantially pressures the adherent to modify such behavior or practice. <laughs> yeah. Don't murder people. Religious persecution. <laughs> or or even if you tried even if they try to say, well, just maim and don't murder. Nope. Can't do that. Nope. It must be murder. Or yeah. else it's or else You're it's, limiting my yeah. religious freedom. Yep. My religion says to chop the head off, not the finger. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. 
Um, it's like words don't mean anything anymore. They don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at our Twitter in chief. Yeah. Number 13. Tweeting Yam. Oh. Rifra applies even where a religious adherent seeks an exemption from a legal obligation requiring the adherent to confer benefits on third parties. Did it say Wait. even when? Uh, say, read that. I'm, and money is involved, too. So Rifra applies even where a religious adherent seeks an, ex- an exemption from a legal obligation requiring the adherent to confer benefits on third parties. Oh, so if I'm if I sue Matt and it's against Matt's religion to pay me that money, he doesn't have to pay me. To confer things onto third parties. Well, that would be first and that would be first party, wouldn't it? So, uh, so, so I take that to mean that if according to my religious belief, I can tell somebody who doesn't even share the same religious belief as me that they have to do whatever. Then the government can't step in and say, no, you can't do that. RIFRA applies even where a religious adherent. Okay. So that's the first person. So that's me. These are my religious beliefs. Seeks an exemption. And I don't have to follow the laws because these are my religious beliefs. Uh A legal obligation requiring the adherent to confer benefits. So some sort of payment on third parties. So I don't have to pay my rent. I don't have to pay my credit card bills anymore. (laughs) Yeah. No more mortgage. Yeah. Those aren't, are those That'll third make parties? the Muslims really happy. I don't know. That's I'm, trying I'm, like. to, I'm trying to think what are third, what's a third party? Somebody who doesn't share your particular religious belief. That's what I take it to mean. A religious mm. adherent versus a third party. Somebody who's not. So we're talking about the religious adherent, well, the government entity and the third party. So it would be somebody who doesn't share my religious belief and isn't a part of, of the, government. the government. Right. So it'd be somebody I have a contractual dispute with or any kind of disagreement. You can get out of all of your bill payments if. As long as I have a personally held religious belief that means that I don't have to pay interest on anything. I don't, I can't have, you know, outstanding debt that you're going to to charge me interest on. Right. But since it's only to a third party, that doesn't get you out of paying taxes. Right. Right. That's a separate set of rules that only is going to soon only apply to Christians, I'm Mm. sure. Hmm. Or is the IRS considered a third party? No, that'd be well. That said, a government that said the the religious adherent, the government can't compel them uh, uh, with their interactions with a third party, right? So, well, it doesn't it doesn't say I don't know. The, doesn't government, say the government can't, can't interfere. With the government it action. just says RIFRA applies even where a religious adherent seeks an exemption. Oh, wait a sec. So it applies when they seek an exemption from a legal obligation requiring. Okay, so a religious so adherent. There's a, there's, so, so there's a legal seeking, obligation, but I want to be exempted from that legal you're obligation. That, and so RIFRA applies to even to that case. So whatever that, what, however RIFRA would be applicable to that, it prohibits federal government from substantially burdening. But but the big words in that are benefits and third party and substantially burdening and substantially burdening. Yeah, yeah, and legal obligation, whatever that means. Yeah, and cool. adherent. Well, when I hear legal obligation, I hear, I think of like, hey, if I was, let's go with Judge Judy again. <laughs> we were talking about Judge Judy before. All right. The show. Well, <laughs> no, and, and you're, and you're legally obligated to pay a fine. Uh-huh. Can I be exempt from that based on religious reasons? That's what it sounds like. Because a judge said, hey, you need to pay this fine. No, Riffra says that I don't have to. And Jeff Sessions agrees. Yeah. That's that's how that's how I'm interpreting that. Yeah, that's that. what it sounds like to me too. Yeah. Number 14. 
Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, as amended, prohibits covered employers mm. from discriminating against individuals on the basis of their religion. Oh, okay, I guess that's not number 14. That's just a statement. Well, um, so number 14 will actually be religious employers. Well, what if, what if my organization says that I can? According to my religious belief, yeah. I can do whatever, you know, I can yeah. say, well, I don't want any, you know, I, I personally am a, I don't know, seventh day Adventist and I don't want anybody who's not a seventh day Adventist to be able to work at my business that I own. Right. A for-profit business, as, as long as it's a personally held religious belief, I shouldn't have to be able to hire, I shouldn't be forced to follow the Equal Employment Opportunity Act and, well, and laws and, and, and hire people who don't share the same faith as myself. Yeah, that's not what this – that's not what that one says, but the next one does say that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is religious employers are entitled to employ only persons whose beliefs, beliefs and conduct are consistent with the employer's religious precepts. Re religious employers? Does that mean that anybody who is an employer who has a religious yes. belief I'm versus, sure it does. Yeah. versus well, a religious organization right. necessarily? So that's any, any private employer. Yeah. yeah, but that's also where the prior one where it says that actually the person's religion also applies to their organization. Would that even apply? Would that even apply to the government then? Um, no. Read it. Say it again. Religious employers are entitled to employ only persons whose beliefs and conduct are consistent with the employer's religious precepts. Because the government follows a separate set of rules as far as shit goes. Usually, well. Sometimes it's, I yeah. mean, they, they can like, like Obama laid down the, the, the rules that, you know, contractors with the uh, federal government had to follow yeah, the civil rights act. Yeah. You couldn't discriminate against gay people, all yeah. of that great stuff. Uh, and then Trump is like, yeah, yeah, I really don't like that. It's, it's not, this not the best. People can't do that. You know, they can't discriminate against people when they want to discriminate. And that's just not the American way. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine that that would apply to the government necessarily, unless you want to say that you're going to single out the person who is actually doing the hiring in, in those government positions yeah. and say, this government employee has this particular religious belief. And so they only want to hire people who share that religious belief. I don't, I don't know if that would apply. I don't know either because it just says religious. What did it say? Religious employers or religious employers? Yeah. So it'd be like if Trump basically, yeah, said, I guess it depends on you how you must want take to a religious test, which would go against the Constitution. Because well, it, yeah, I guess it depends on how you want to define employers. If if that's right. an individual yeah, that's, person, or that's kind of what I'm wondering because it seems like that's an easy place for them to get stick that right in there. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um. Oh, let's see. Number 16, as a general matter, the federal government may not condition receipt of a federal grant or contract on the effective relinquishment of a religious organization's hiring exemptions or attributes of its religious character. So free, they can't. Free money and closed books. Yeah. <laughs> huh. You don't have to tell us what you're doing well, with the. Yep. With none, the of, none of that matters. And I can only and think of one example. Now, anyway, right. But, but. Ken Ham. Not just. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But not just hiring exemptions, uh, attributes of its religious character. It, it, basically, everything in this list so far is 
do whatever the fuck you is, want. Is a recipe for this is how you can break the law legally. Yeah. Yep. And you can't fucking touch anything of religion. And and yeah, you can't even touch it. Untouchable. Yeah. That's a bunch of bull pookie. That's what he wants. Huh. Yeah, that, that does not seem like uh, the best way to go for a lot of this kind of stuff. Um, Agreed. I would say it's probably actually a really bad way to go for a lot I of mean, this. I mean, it sounds like the purge is coming. <laughs> as long as it's a personally held religious belief. That's where I, it's yeah. It's my religious belief that once a year, no laws apply. Well, if I, according to this, really, every day of the year That's is what I was going to say. They're, they're going to be going out to purge non-Christians. Every again. day of the year could be the purge, and I it mean, doesn't matter because it's my religious belief. Yeah, that's, that's what the Dark Ages really was, wasn't it? Kind of a purge. <laughs> that was, that was, so when I, when I was talking to Sean when I was on his show, he... You know, when he asked me if I was a Darwinist, I I was like, well, what what do you mean by Darwinist? What, you know, you'll have to define, you'll have to tell me, you'll have to flesh this question out a little yeah. bit more because I don't know what you personally are meaning. Like, I don't believe in Darwin as a Darwinist. deity and a leader. Yeah. What, what do you mean by Darwinist? And he asked me if I believe in macro and microevolution. And, and I said, you know, I, well, I accept the fact of evolution. And oh, that's a that's a clever way to word it. And I'm like, well, okay, sure, if you want to say it's clever, but I I would say I I believe the foundation of his teachings and his colleague who actually came up with the idea, not Darwin. Well, and so he has this he has this really simplistic view of evolution where he said, so you believe that might makes right? And I'm like, no, 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 no. No, no. no that's, that's God. That's, that's the that's, God thing. Yeah, really. Yeah, I'm like, no, that's more of a political philosophy. That's not, that's not how evolution works. That's, it's not that the, you know, the, it's not that the strong survive. Yeah. That's not what evolution well, is. It's, it's the, it's the, it's the thing that is more perfectly or more able to adapt to its yeah. surrounding that survives. It's not that it's necessarily the strongest. It's the thing that is able to adapt and survive in its environment. It's not might makes right. And I'm not going to say that, well, I'm stronger than you. And so I'm going to pass on my gene. It's not, it's not a question of strength or might. It's adaptability. Well, I think that's where. It was just a, it was just like a childlike, simplistic, oh well, my God, I can't believe you actually think that's what evolution is kind of question. But he's looking at it as like the person, as might makes right. Yeah. Not the genetic code, like, hey, this genetic sequence kind of sucks. So stop passing that one the fuck on. Hey, well, this then, one adapts well. Well, it's like, I, you know, afterward I thought, well, why does he think that men have nipples? Yeah. Because we like to twist them. Like what? Yeah. Why, why do we? Why do we have nipples? Why do we have tailbones? You know, why do we have all of these vestigial organs and and appendages and appendages yeah. that serve no purpose? Yeah. Like why do why do whales breathe air? What the fuck? What what a fucking stupid yeah. trick? Why why does a giraffe's laryngeal nerve run right. from its all head clear down and back up? Yeah. Like that that makes no fucking sense. Unless actually all mammals' laryngeal nerves do. Yeah. Well, but it's just like. A lot of the things that we see in nature don't make any sense at all unless you view it as, yeah. oh, well, clearly this is it's, a product of evolution. It's yeah. just good enough. Yeah. It's it, just good enough. It's it's what was well, passed along. Yeah. It's finding the starting point. Like, oh, this is where it started. Then it manipulated. And, oh, that's why it's there. Yeah. But it was – I don't know. A lot of the questions that he asked me were just – like I said, it was like this – childlike understanding of the world around him like he's just been told god is the reason why for 
everything and has never been given yeah. a good explanation for anything outside of that. And I thought afterward, I thought like he was previously LDS and he's here in Utah. So my guess is that he was born and raised here in Utah and has, li- and has lived here his entire life. We're right around the same age. I'm guessing he may be a little bit older than I am, but not a whole lot. And I learned about evolution in school. I learned about yeah. all of these things that I don't understand how you don't know these things. Well, just from fucking like I learned this in grade school. Yeah. You're kind of stuck though, right? Because unless you're talking to Francis Collins or Ken Miller, you're not going to find a Christian who understands evolution very well, right? Because they would have either changed their mind and ditched the Christian part, or they never understood evolution. And they they kept the, (laughs) right? So if you're talking to a Christian, of course they don't, you know what I mean? Like, of course they look at it like a child does, because that's why they have their big sky daddy. They need the, and they, 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 they need the invisible authoritarian and they're, they're, yeah. Well, because they are childish in that way. I mean, and their big fantasy is to go sit on his lap for the rest of eternity. Ooh, that's, Santa. that's what it is. Yeah. Well, that's why that one works too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got the, I got the impression that like he, he made some comment about how he had that his belief in Christ and his, his, you know, newfound religion has led him to be a better person. That, you know, he he no longer rolls with the Hells Angels. Yeah, like <laughs> he said something along the lines of, you know, well, now if I get mad at somebody, it, it's not that I'm thinking that I'm going to beat the crap out of that person. And I'm like, well, do you really need belief God, in a God yeah. to do that? Like, you can't just be a decent person for the sake of being, being a, a decent, decent person. person. Like, you have to fear that some invisible sky wizard is going to be angry with you if you're a fucking dick. Like you can't yeah. just choose to not be a fucking dick. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. It, so, and I, and I told him, you know, about my kind of origin story yeah. about, uh, you know, how I came to atheism and I explained, you know, working with Jason and mm-hmm. he gave me the book and everything. And it occurred, you know, I, I remembered later that. Part of that discussion that we had when Jason said that I should read that, there was another guy that we worked with who was LDS. And he said, this LDS guy, you know, Jason's like, well, how do you explain like, you know, dinosaurs and fossils and stuff like that? And this guy, and apparently this has been part of Mormon theology since way, way back is that God took materials from all over the place and just kind of put them all together to create the earth. And so, okay. you know, dinosaur bones came from somewhere else and, or the planet of dinosaurs and, or the quote unquote adversary, i.e. Satan, oh. you know, created dinosaur bones to I've lead heard people before. astray and, and put them on the wrong path. And, you know, in believing in things like evolution and, and, uh, you know, billions of year, billions of years timeline for the earth and the universe type of thing instead of six to 12,000 years. It just, I I don't, I don't understand how people can live their lives to be as old as he is and still hang on to these really simplistic childish views of things, especially if they're a leader of a church where they're teaching other people, these things that they've just never examined themselves, I guess. Well, he's a leader of a church. That's why he still believes this shit. Yeah. I I mean, maybe, maybe, well, hmm. 
maybe within their maybe within the theist community he doesn't have a really childish view of the bible and those and those kinds of views because he spent all of his energy on that rather than you know important things yeah he or, made i can't remember what what he said or maybe he just dismisses those other things well of course he does yeah well he he made some reference to you know well will you believe this because somebody told you and i'm like well Sure, uh, just like yeah. you know, you you believe in the Bible because it's the Bible, and you're just taking it on faith, faith. Yeah, that the Bible is true. You haven't, you know, done any examination outside of that. You're you're placing your faith in that the words that are printed in the Bible, whichever version of the Bible you're choosing mm-hmm. to use. I, I'm still not even sure which version of the Bible he's using. I don't think he said. Yeah, he didn't, uh, and I didn't think to ask him, uh, but. I thought you, you know I, I I well I just said you know you're you're choosing to put your faith yeah. that the Bible is true and correct yeah. but and and you're basing all of your other beliefs on that one foundational belief but you don't know that for sure you don't know that the Bible is true you're you're choosing to believe that it is you're putting your faith in that but you don't know that the contents of the Bible are true and accurate and I he kind of made some hand waving comment about it like oh yeah I guess so but. Yeah. It just, I don't, I guess I've never understood how people can be so incurious about the world around them. Like they just go, oh, you're telling me that this happened? Okie dokie. What's right? Let's just go from there. I always have troubles with it because I've never been that person. Yeah. I haven't either. Well, I've never. Oh, yeah. You even when you were young and you went to church, you didn't believe it. But yeah, yeah. I told him. You know, I was the kid in Sunday school who just never really believed. Now I never had a testimony of the church. It never made any sense to me. I was the kid who asked way too many questions. It, it just. I I don't. I don't understand how people can just go. How people can just hear somebody say something and think, oh well, that's absolutely the truth. Yeah. Like how. I guess that explains why Utah is fucked up. The hotbed and hub for all of the pyramid schemes and oh, all of yeah. the scams yeah. and yeah. all of the fucking natural reason. oils and supplements and all that kind of bullshit. Because people just go, "Oh, okay, I believe that. That sounds good. You tell me that. I'm mm. sure, I don't think anybody's a liar." Well, that and and there's no FDA regulations and there, in Utah and, for those things. And the LDS, <laughs> yeah, that too. And the LDS, um hierarchy is very well known and so that 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 structure of that pyramidal structure is not unfamiliar and new to them they're just like oh that's that's how it works of course of course this guy gets more stuff he's the best one like and of the and and these <laughs> he's guys at help, the top you know, of the pyramid yeah, yeah and so i mean it, that's all familiar structure for them you know with like like because like all across the bible belt they have a lot of that nodding along stuff mm-hmm. yeah. you know but they have all these different churches on all these different corners with one pastor or leader. And then the, everyone else is, you know, there's this, there's not this hierarchical structure unless you're Catholic, but, um, but you know, on the, all the, uh, the whole other places in this, in this country where people just yes. And everything like, uh, uh-huh, um, they don't have that hierarchy. I think that's another big reason probably why MLMs don't put people off here. Cause they're like, Oh yeah, we, we know all about that's fine. That's, that's a fine system. It's just the way our Lord does it. It just seems really sad to me that, that you would, that a, that a person could be so incurious that they Mm -hmm. wouldn't even think to question what they're being told. Yeah. 
Like that's some heavy, heavy indoctrination. And you don't even have to go to the library anymore. You got Google. <laughs> well, and you don't, you don't even have to look up anything for yourself. Just come to me with any questions you have and I will give you the God's honest truth. <laughs> that's how it works. I'm, I'm God's mouthpiece. And so uh, any questions you have about anything you can think of, come and ask me and I'll give you the answer. We're not going to, we're not, I'm not going to say I don't know or I'm not sure or hey, let's go look up the answer together. I'm just going to make up whatever the fuck I want. Oh. Uh, whatever sounds kind of correct or whatever I feel like saying that day. And you'll just have to accept yeah. that as the gospel truth. So that apple I had the other day tasted a little funny. Why was that? Uh, it was probably just because you brushed your teeth before you ate it. Fuck. But they said an apple a day. That'll teach you to brush your teeth. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you're supposed to brush your teeth with the apple. No, 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 no. So then why is it an apple a day keeps the dentist away? No, it keeps the doctor away. (laughs) No, it's a dentist. Well, some people think the dentists are doctors, but they're not really. (laughs) Okay. They just work on teeth. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, it's nonsense. I don't, I don't like, I just, I it doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm sure that on the other side of the fence, they're going, well, I don't understand how anybody could, could be so questioning believe- about stuff. Or why, why are you so critical yeah, of what, everything? Yeah, why, why can't you just accept these things? Yeah, exactly. That's what they think. That's they're just like, so why, wild. That, yeah, they're like, why do you believe. care so much? Why does it, why didn't you just, why don't you just not worry about it? Just fucking chill. Just, yeah, that's, I bet you that's how it is. They're probably super it. frustrated. Yeah. Like, like what, like, why do you, why do you care? Why do you so need to know? Questions. Yeah. Why do you have to be so annoying? It's just like. <laughs> Why, why, why do I have to provide you proof of this thing? Why can't you just accept what I'm telling you? Well, because that's not how the world should work. Because humans lie a lot and you don't strike me as particularly trustworthy. So that's why. (laughs) (laughs) But I think I, and I've been kind of shitting on him throughout the episode, but I, like I said, I I do think he's a genuinely nice guy. Oh, I forgot we were still talking about that guy. I thought it was just generally. (laughs) Well, yeah, in general. Uh, but I, I think Shauna is a, is a generally, genuinely nice guy. Wait, who's Shauna? And is, and is genuinely acting by what he believes is correct. But I think he's never taken the time to actually examine Dem- what he believes yeah. and why. Like he left the LDS church. I still don't know why he left the LDS church. That would be fun to, to ask yeah. him about. Um, but I don't know how you can reject the LDS church. And then instead of even joining any main, well, okay, so let me back up a minute. I can understand how you can leave the LDS church and then not want to join any other organized religion because the LDS church shits on every other religion in the world, right? The LDS church is the only true and correct church on Mm -hmm. the face of the planet. So I can understand how you can leave the LDS church and then say, well, I've been raised my entire life knowing that all of the other religions are bullshit. So now I have to create my own, which is what he's done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I don't know why he wouldn't maybe take a moment to think, well, maybe no religions are correct. Well, and maybe he did. And that's why he started his own, but then maybe there's mm -hmm. no God. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe there's no God. Maybe religion isn't the answer. Maybe once you get so far down the rabbit hole and you have your own church and people following you, now you're kind of stuck in it. (laughs) Well, I think it's your, it's your identity now. It's probably a really, it's probably a really complicated answer, but but I know for me, like, I didn't really, I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me to not believe. I'm like, how do I explain this? Um, I think I've casually kind of mentioned before that one of the big uh, sort of 
this is going to sound ridiculous and, and please everybody feel free to laugh as I say this. <laughs> uh, yeah. One of the big jarring things that helped kind of open the door for, for none of, for nothing, <laughs> for no religion was, um, marathoning ancient aliens. There's <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And well, how, how so? Well, how just because absurd it is. Well, yeah. it is absurd, but it's also it, it was also a view that I'd never heard before, mm. and I started seeing like some of the stuff they were saying. I was like, well, I don't know if that really makes sense, but some of this other stuff is kind of interesting and intriguing, and and it just got me thinking, what if? You know, what if that's and then and then contemplating the 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 what if about that then it kind of fucks up the whole you know none of the religions for the most part you know outside of the you know scientology and some of that other stuff none of it they were they were yeah they were invented way before we were talking about ufos and and knew about other planets and all that um and so they don't account for it and so when you start thinking on that bigger scale you know the universal scale and all Mm -hmm. this kind of all of a sudden there's like it shrinks down the God idea quite a bit and, and uh, starts to get you thinking like through side doors and all these other weird ways. That's not this like linear path of this or that. And, and that's when, and then, and even at that point though, I still, I still wasn't thinking about no God because I really hadn't heard atheist defined by an atheist until just uh, like shortly after or maybe during the time I was watching ancient aliens, I found Richard Dawkins on YouTube and I heard him say what it was. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Okay. That makes way more sense than what I thought. What, you know, than what I was thinking about that, but it was just that jostle, but those two things had to, maybe they didn't have to, but they came at those times that, you know, uh, made it make sense for me right then. And so bingo, there's a God that who (laughs) said all that. No, but, uh, uh, but you know, so maybe if maybe some, maybe some people, it's just never even occurred to them there. They just think, okay, that's definitely wrong. So I'm going to do what I can to make the God thing work through this other path. It's not even an option to move that piece. Well, and like, it would be interesting to get, to get him in studio and, and just start asking these kinds of questions and, and like, you know, have you honestly, even thought about the prospect that there may not be a God? Like, have you, or have you always just figured that, no, absolutely, there is a God. I just need to be able to shoehorn the world as I see it into Mm. also knowing that there is a God out there who loves me and cares about me and is concerned with what I'm doing and, and interferes with my life on a daily basis. Right. And we, we kind of got into that in the show, but he, he made like contradicting statements about, you know, pray, prayer and, uh, you know, opening up yourself to God, but then God doesn't actually intervene in people's yeah. lives because of free will. And it was just like this mishmash of really self-refuting contradictory things that he believes at the same time. And I'm like, I don't understand how you can say this thing and then also say this thing that is in direct conflict with the other thing you just said. It doesn't make any sense. Have you, have you stopped to think about, Oh yeah, that doesn't really, that doesn't really fit together. And I tried to push him on a little bit of that, but we only had an hour. So I think it'd be fun to have him in studio. Uh, and actually I meant to tell you, Matt, that when I first walked in, there was a guy sitting in the, there. He had probably, I don't know, 40 or 50 chairs set out 
And I think there were seven or eight different people in the audience. But one of the guys in the front row of the audience had a T-shirt on that was the not the same, but a very similar T-shirt to the T-shirt you were wearing the very first time I ever met you. (laughs) The Joseph Smith. Oh, yeah. T-shirt. This this guy sitting in the front row was wearing a Joseph Smith T-shirt. And I was like, hey, man, I love your shirt. And he's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, your shirt. I love your T-shirt. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Joseph Smith. Yeah. I, I thought that was really good. And, but yeah, it was. He didn't get the joke, did he? I think he must have gotten <laughs> the, like he, I'm sure he wasn't wearing the shirt just randomly. Randomly. Yeah. It, yeah. It, he knew what the shirt meant yeah. and what it was meant to convey, but he, it just, he may have just been completely surprised that you would have anything in common, you know, that, Oh, that could be too. Like yeah. he was just like, wait, what, what, or he, what shirt can I possibly be wearing that an atheist, atheist would like, <laughs> he went home and burned it <laughs> with holy water Maybe. or something. But yeah. Everybody there was really nice. Yeah. Very kind, very welcoming, really diluted, but well, the other thing is, you know, if, if, if it doesn't work out to have a discussion or Q and a or whatever, let's at least get back together with him again with his audience and stuff and just shit on Mormons. That'd be fun. Sure. Well, like I said, it would be fun to hear how and why he ended up leaving the LDS faith because a lot of the other things he thinks are equally, if not more wacky to a lot of the LDS beliefs. So I'm wondering what it was that got him to leave the LDS church. Right. And why he wouldn't end up leaving religion altogether because of whatever mm-hmm. reason it was. Hopefully it wasn't because he learned how good of a con man Joseph Smith was. He's like, wait. <laughs> okay. That doesn't that I'm, was, I'm gonna see if he wants to come easy. on. You, you guys you guys cool with him coming yeah. on? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll reach out to him and see if he wants to come on the show sometime. Hopefully next week we will have Mikey Weinstein as a guest. Uh we've been I've been communicating with him back and forth for the past couple of weeks, but uh he was possibly, probably, maybe going to come on the show tonight, but was called out of town and said that he would like to shoot for next week. So we'll see if that pans out. Uh, maybe it will, maybe it won't. But letting you know, floating it out there, that he might be on the show next week. And I'll I'll reach out to Sean and see if he wants to come on sometime soon in the near futures. Nice. So that'll do it for us. We're going to move into the Patreon portion of the show. But before we do, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon subscribers. That would be... We'll start with you. Vanessa. Michelle Short. Christy Kalbach. Numania. Alan Firth. Larry Wilson. Two Skeptical Chaps. Let the Meat Go Fefe. Steven Andrus. The Foz. Janet Uter. Oh, oh, fuck. I fucked up you again. You fucked up. I did, Dan just likes to go uh, back and forth. <laughs> Jeff <laughs> Peterson. <laughs> Mary Scott Butchakowski. Utah Outcasts. Megan Kennedy. Andrew Vodapich. Brandy Hamrick. Jeremy Goodson. Angelica Person. Wes Aaron. Taylor Grin. Savita Kuna. And the Purple Dragon. I will get to see, I think, tomorrow at a birthday party. It's his birthday this month. Yay! Yay! Happy birthday, Grant. Uh, And so, until next time. (laughs) I did it again. Uh, (laughs) Crucify Keebler elves. (laughs) Leave a review to avoid Christian persecution. (laughs) And don't child rate the show five times a day toward the Vatican. (laughs) 
I thought about going Vatican rapey and then decided not to. And then Matt just goes right into Vatican rapey. Child rape. That was good. The Vatican. Uh, Welcome to... <laughs> what were you going to say? It's like, hey, it's recording. <laughs> well, yeah.